This is the X&C Podcast, your Xbox newscast, featuring Colt Eastwood and Mag, hosting industry interviews and gaming talk live on YouTube every Monday night at 5 p.m. on the West Coast, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. For all of you listening around the world, XNC Podcast is available on demand on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Welcome to the show. Join the chat, hit the like button, and let's get into this week's topics with the Xbox Newscast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome. This is Cold Eastwood. Hi, and I'm here with my good buddy Meg, and it's X and C. Yes. Episode 102. Meg, you're pumped. You were, you were getting all jacked and ready to go for the show tonight. How are you all been? In. I am fantastic. Feeling good, feeling great, feeling jacked up. That's right. Yes, uh, before I do a show, I like to exercise, and that's why I talk a 1,000 miles an hour because my adrenaline is going. And uh, you know what? I, I look at, And, of course, we had a lot of big news today. We got a lot of things to talk about tonight. We got a big crowd. I want to see 2,000 people in this chat tonight, and I want to see 2,000 likes. Right, and I'm, I'm talking live. I'm not talking about after the fact. After the fact, I want 10,000. But anyways, either way, I want 2,000 people in this chat, 2,000 likes. Tell your friends. Get them in here. We got a big show tonight. I'm not even going to breathe. Maybe I'll breathe once in two hours. Colt, let's start the show, baby. I know. I told you last week. I'm like, Mag, take a breath. And I'm like, wait a minute. No. 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 He shouldn't. Uh, yeah, I'm just kind of getting things sorted out. Um, I, I always I like to get the, the show like perfectly planned for everybody. And then I'll see little quirks and everything. But we're really happy to have you here. And I'll get it fixed as we go along. Uh, we're glad you can hear us and you can see our beautiful face. I thought you were going to be wearing the shirt you're working out in. But you probably sweated that up. So I no, put I- on my... Um, <laughs> My Xbox Fan Fest shirt from last year. Uh, oh, yeah, there's thanks. been notifications going out for, via email to those who didn't get into Fan Fest and a couple that have, and we'll get into that maybe toward the end of the show, but we've got a lot to talk about. Big breaking news about Activision Blizzard. Good news for Xbox. has been taking L's for a little while, but we're super excited. Before we get started, before we get sharded, that's, that's another new word. I, I want to give a shout out to the channel members of Patreons before Mag and I get to talking a little bit about what we've been doing, but shout out to Mark Carwell, KY Bob, Sassin Lupa, Jazzy Noop, Ricky Fallon, Manic Master, Jason Lewan, Moby, Lord City Eater, William Riggs, uh, Matt Burns, William Lanza, Yudonic Kazana, Nano Polymyth, Suicide King, Red Wolf, Robert Jackson, Lord Starkiller, Dante Muda, Beta Mac, Dark CMF, Gaz, Fox Storytelling. Whew. I, was, I almost had it memorized. Uh, Reek Havoc, Xander White, Navarro 2K, means V Simco, Assassin Pucci, Dub, Larry Thatcher, Hargit, Chani, TK, Chillin, Raiden Blade, Cute Perspective, True 77, Risky for the Biscuit, Micah Ford, Red Source, Dave UK, Quince Harmony, Attended Deer, Pesky Krogan, Pen, Pineapple Pen, Trail Roberts, Neil B, Boba Fett, Gaming, Macbound. Just talked to him before the show. Meat Puppet, Kung Fu Hot Dog, Xbox International, Alan Aldeltry, Jedi. Jedi Jay Goley, I'm so close. Gamer by choice. Rippin' One, Highlander, 001, Havoc, and Zimic. Thank you so much for being uh, such a great support for the channel. Things have been really good as we've been bumbling along this year as Xbox fans and gaming fans. It's been really weird. Well, I want to kind of get things warmed up and talk about the big Star Wars game, Jedi Survivor. I started to play it, and I've kind of set it down explain why. I got to ask, Mag, have you been playing the great Jedi Survivor yet? 
No, no. I played the two hours on Coruscant, like I was saying before, and I haven't gone back because I, you know, I, I've, I've given everybody the same story. I do the rant thing. I do one game at a time. So I just finished uh, Burning Shores. I got 100% on it. I got all the trophies. Uh, and now I'm at a crossroads because I purchased, get this, three days ago I bought Tears of the Kingdom. Can you imagine? The, yeah, the Nintendon't guy. Yeah, I bought Tears of the Kingdom. I was walking through the mall, which I never do. Uh, but there was a, there was a, not a Bed Bath and Beyond. Uh, I can't remember the hell the name of it. Ba bath and Body Works, and they got all these nice soaps that I like for the bathroom, right? The, 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 the gentle foaming hand soaps, right? Yeah, I got right. delicate skin, even though I got like skin like a like a lizard. But guilty. Anyway, yeah, yeah, guilty. So here's the thing. I'm going into the uh, bed, whatever, the bath, bath and Body Works to buy my nice soap, right? I particularly like the Japanese cherry blossom flavor. I do, too. Anyhow. Big, big what? fan. Big fan. Oh, my God. We are so yeah. meant for each other. Anyhow. Oh, my gosh. So, it's so hard on her. <laughs> and so what's three doors down is GameStop. And I'm like, let me just walk through, see if they got any cool t-shirts. You could, you could, you're like, so, yeah. <laughs> I smell GameStop. It's down the road. Yeah, well, if it's GameStop, it's you. Never mind. I'm never going to say it. Uh, I was just going to say it's usually BO from the, uh, the the workers. Anyhow, um, here's the thing. I'm walking by. I see GameStop sitting there, and I'm like, you know what? Let me just go and see if they got any T-shirts. And what's waiting for me right there? Tears of the Kingdom. Right As soon as you walk in, they have, like, the door crashers. And so I'm like. There's, like, a big big cardboard lane just, like, yeah, 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 stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Buy me for $100. And I'm like, fine. So I bought it. And I haven't even opened the package. <laughs> so it's been like three days still sitting on my counter. And I haven't even taken the cellophane off of it yet, right? So I'm like, all right, you know what? I'll deal with it in a couple days. But actually, as soon as I'm done the show tonight, I got to go to bed because I got to be up early tomorrow. I am going to play it tonight for about 45 minutes while I'm in bed just to get, you know what I mean? And just to try to lull me to sleep. And depending on how boring the game is, maybe it'll put me to sleep quicker. Who the hell knows? Hey, Nintendo fans, you like to hear that? Anyways, the thing is... Um, I got to get I this fly, flying platform shorts. over to this and set yeah. fire to the torch so I can bring the... Yeah, See, that's the propagate. Yeah. I haven't played a Zelda game in, like, I mean, not, not like a newer Zelda game. I probably haven't played Zelda in, like, probably 30 years. So the fact that I bought this, because like, I, I didn't even play Breath of the Wild. And uh, so I'm like, all right, whatever. Anyways, I finished Burning Shores. I'm going to I'm gonna play Zelda, I guess, when I'm, like, getting ready for bed, that kind of thing. And now I'm at a crossroads. Do I go with Dead Island 2 or do I go with Jedi Survivor? Now that chat. we've got all around. Chat, now, now's, your, you... now's your chance to, to say in the chat to, to Mag, should he start Dead Island 2 or Jedi yes. Survivor? I think I know or what Jedi I'm going Survivor. to say. Let's yeah. hear it, guys. I mean, I already beat Dead Island 2, and I think it was... Well worth the ten year wait, and I I really loved it. But Jedi Survivor, as I was gonna, as I was gonna lead in, is it runs so bad. And I know people in the in the chat are gonna be saying, "Oh, it works great for me. It looks good for me." But I mean, it's running sub thirty frames in performance mode. The the resolution is so bad that normally, Mag, and I've said on the show, I will take low resolution as long as I get performance. And I feel like right now I'm not getting either of those. Holy smokes, it's kind of 50-50 in the chat. I love it's the 50 chat. 50-50, man. I mean, it's 50-50. I mean, Dead Island looks incredible. It's just good fun, and it runs perfect. Like, on PlayStation 5 or Xbox, it drops, like, one frame at a time, if that. So <laughs> you'll get a nice, great experience. Um, 
But I know that, that there's people out there like Fawns and other people that have been able to excuse the low performance because the game's so dang good. So I'm going to be diving into it. But this weekend, I was just at my dad's for birthday slash Mother's Day and then yeah. at my in-laws for Mother's Day and the whole the whole deal. And it's like, you know, I'll have a hot dog and a hamburger and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll fall asleep on the couch. And that's what I did. But we're back into gaming. Uh, of course, the big news, Mag, the big news. You woke me up with a text and you said, I guess we have something to talk about because what what, <laughs> what did we get today? Well, the European Union, of course, as everybody already knows, has approved the ABK deal, right? And uh, I mean, and the thing is, the the uh, the stipulations or uh, are pretty much what Microsoft was offering anyway. So it wasn't really much of an I- an issue in that respect, in terms of uh, allowing access to cloud gaming and everything else to the different um, to different companies and uh, different uh, sorry different servers and different providers in the cloud space. And so what was the problem? You know what I mean? Like there was no issue there. So like to me, it was a no brainer. It should have been a no brainer with the CMA as well. However, for whatever reason, they seem to be a little bit more, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a lot of issues there, they, but they, they seem to be the outlier. They seem to be the odd, the odd kid out duck, duck goose, right? In the circle of governments and regulators that are, and we're going to dive well into it. Uh, in just a moment, there are a couple of things that, that Mag and I will be talking about related to gaming that is kind of interesting. One of them we'll dig into that will fold into the Activision and Blizzard merger and a, a very happy Xbox fan base that has been waiting for a W, as it were, this uh, this past week. But um, one of the W's this week is that Forza Horizon 5, uh, my second favorite Forza Horizon game, is uh, hit 30 million players. And everyone's like, what's the sales? Come on, Meg. How many did they sell? I don't know how many played. How many did they sell? So have you, you've heard about this Forza Horizon um, yes. nonsense, but it's a, yeah. it's a great accolade. Yeah, it is. And, you know, the thing is, what I don't get, and, like, if they're making money, who cares how they're making money? You know what I mean? Like, if, they, if, if, if their metric is, you know, engagement, that kind of thing, subscriptions, whatever it is, I'm not interested in how they make their money. They're a two trillion dollar company that that prints money, and when it get when it gets to these accolades, or whatever, just accept them because you know what the thing is at the end of the day for me, you know what it works out to. It means that they can afford to put more money into the depart uh, into the uh, into the ecosystem that I can get games that I want to play. That's all. That, uh, that's all boils down to to me because at the end of the day, I don't work for Microsoft. I don't work for Xbox. Okay. <laughs> I'm a yeah. consumer still. No. I'm still a consumer. So the point is, if they do something like this, if they make a milestone or whatever, that's great news because I'm like, good. That's a big thing. It's good for all of us because when they hit milestones that are in a positive direction, not a negative like the last couple of weeks, they hit some new milestones there, folks. But anyways, that's besides the point. The thing is, is that, oh, I said anyways, better take a shot there, guys. Uh, sorry, there's a new <laughs> drinking game going on. I don't know if you heard about right. this, Cole. Every, yeah, every time I speak... I, Anyways, somebody's got the analytics on it. They're like running know, like bar graphs and, and, uh, you know, they got the whole uh, breakdown of how many times we say anyways, and you've got me beat, exactly. I suppose, but yeah, um, well, hey, you know what we make anyway, the point is if there's that much engagement, this is a good sign. Okay. This is, that means that there's a lot of people into the ecosystem paying for game pass, whatever they're going to do. And there's people that are still buying. Uh, that you know, uh, purchasing DLC on top of it because a lot of those DLCs don't come with Game Pass. You have to purchase those separately, right? At least some yeah, of them. Yeah, that's I how that- we. That's how we had an early indication of some. I think right. they hit three million sold before the game came out, or maybe it was one million. There was like a big number before the game even came free on Game Pass, and this also 
ties into some of the stuff we're going to talk about in a moment, but um, right. any way you slice it, an open world racing game, which are arguably niche, like some people like to say, like not everyone is interested in a racing game, but Forza Horizon is very, very popular. Um, but racing games are ubiquitous. There are always several of them that re- release every year. They're always a big showcase on hardware and on new consoles. So Horizon is a big, it's a great game. And it's got the, like you said, You had the Rally expansion, which surprised me. It was way better than I thought it was. And then the Hot Wheels expansion. And so, yeah, they're making money. And that stuff is not included on Game Pass. It's an extra purchase. Right. And so if they're doing well in that department, great. Now what they need to do is they need to expand that to every single title that they release. Right? Uh, Halo was a failure in the long run. Just say it like it is. It was a great game. It was great multiplayer. Nobody played it. I mean, people played it. People played it for the first, like, six months. And then I got some, you know, some people who are still playing it now, right? You know, you like got 10,000 on Steam, like, not long after like, launch. Launch, Right, yeah. like, yeah. come on, man. The, they, need, they need to have that 15, 20 million uh, uh, concurrent players playing. I, like, I know, for, like, for example, like, uh, uh, Boom, uh, he plays uh, uh, Halo multiplayer. Absolutely adores it. Actually, I just saw him in the chat. What's up, Mr. XL? Go check out Double Barrel Gaming, everybody. Uh, and uh, anyways, the thing is, is that he's playing it, he's loving it, it's a great game, but nobody else is playing it. So the point is is that they need to bump those numbers up across the board to get consistency, because when you get more consistency and you get more concurrent players into the system, into the ecosystem, excuse me, is that that's where you're going to grow, and that's where you're mm-hmm. going to expand and get people in there. So what they, the, the, the recipe for that? Consistent, good games. And I'm not talking about good, well-rated. There are well-rated games, but they're, you know some of them are more niche. You've got like the 90, what was it, 91 Metacritic for like, uh, what the hell was it called? Their uh, flight simulator? Amazing. Yeah, yeah 91 Amazing or 92 or something like that, right. yeah. But let's face yeah. it, that's a very niche product, right? And, oh, yeah, uh, and yeah. Then, and the funny uh, thing for, is... We're going to land over here on the airstrip. Yeah, I played I'll, a ton I'll, of it, I'll, but it's very, very right. niche. Right, but here's the funny thing. Racing has been considered niche, and this is where I'm going to pull back on my statement here a little bit, is that racing has always been considered a more niche product, especially recently. But look at how many concurrent players are playing Forza Horizon 5. That almost sort of like bucks against the trend of how racing games do. Like you see, you get your need for speeds and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. 20 20 years ago, they were Dirt, gravel, mud, sand, uh, you know, all these different types of racing games. But, you know, somebody asked me, you know, hey, Cole, how... These games as a service, because recently the PlayStation had a, Yoshida said, uh, I don't want to see a future where the gaming is dominated by games as a service, live service games. Boring, he said. But yet they are in the midst of putting up 12 games as a service games in the next two years. And I spit <laughs> two years. And uh, that's, that's, that's fine. But, but they balance it out. With those single player they experiences do. as well, they do. So there has to be there. You have to find that fine balance, right? And I mean, we don't know what's coming out for the rest of the year for that side of the fence, right? Like when on the Sony side, except for like Spider Man, and then of course, whenever their showcase is coming out in the next few weeks, we'll find out. However, that being said, that's where Microsoft has to have that fine balance of having those live service games, games as a service games, whatever the hell you want to do, racing games, that kind of stuff. And then on top of that, get those single player games in there as well, right? Those big uh, those big AAA, whatever, uh, you know, cinematic experiences, blah, 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 blah. The, the, the same old story, right? You get a mixture of all that kind of stuff, you attract a lot of people. You've got EA, which is in there, and EA is what they're doing. You're bringing in the sports fans, 
right? The FIFA's, right. the Madden's, right. the NHL's, the the, the 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 EA Golf or whatever the hell I can't remember what the hell it's called anymore. Uh, the golf <laughs> games. Uh, well, it used to be well, it used to be Tiger Woods, and then he disappeared. And then it because, was like know, Rory, Rory uh, Mc, McElroy, McElroy, yeah, and, and then yeah. uh, Happy Gilmore. And then and, it was. Yeah, and then it was Happy Gilmore. Then it was then it was Tiger Woods. Then he drove his car into a tree. And then I mean, he got I would up buy a golf I would buy a Happy life. Gilmore. I would buy a Happy Gilmore golf game. But that's just me. Um, some of the stuff the you're talking about, wrong, Mag. Yeah. Some of the stuff you're talking about is kind of a what if scenario. I want to get into in just a moment. Dusty Patterson has a super. He he sent pre show. Thank you so much for the ten dollar, Dusty. He says I'm back. Finally, been a rough few months, but man, it feels great being here live. Thank you for being here. He says really enjoy the show every week. You guys do well together. I think he means us, Mag. Uh, we're trying our best. Oh, <laughs> but uh, he says, also, I'm repping your merch in my pick. And uh, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's the Colt Eastwood banner. Uh, it's really small on the screen here. But yeah, uh, awesome. Uh, awesome. He's wearing the hoodie. I love the hoodies. And it's not hoodie weather anymore. But we also got Dead Time. Welcome to the channel. Join the channel membership. If you guys want to join the channel, it's five bucks and it gets you early access. I make my videos at like they're finished by nine or ten at night. So you can watch them that evening and you can comment. And the funny thing is when you comment on a video early, you get a lot of engagement. Um, like these are the first few comments. And also I put you in a pool for a monthly giveaway for merch. And, and if you win merch, as I, you know, like everyone says, Oh, you can win some merch, but I think it's nice because you get to pick. I just say, Hey, here's my store, pick what you want and I'll send it to you. And then somebody's like, Oh good. I didn't want, I didn't want a shirt with Craig on it. Although that was kind of popular, uh, septic sauce or Gaz, who was streaming right before the show says delay CMA. So he's been a channel member for over two years. One more from Red Wolf. He says, Colt Mag looking so hot in her. You guys rock. Very excited for the future of Xbox after today. Mag, you look great with a nose ring. We can make that happen, can't we? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess with a needle and some, uh, yeah, okay, we can do it. Yeah, I don't want to get a nose ring. You shove a cork in your nose and then you just push. <laughs> At least I'm that's what they did in the 90s. Piercing. Yeah, yeah the only the only holes they're gonna poke in me is when they're doing surgery because I'm getting old. That's about it. But uh, yeah. no, no, no more, no, no piercings. Not at not at not at 48. I'll leave that to the I'll leave that to the younger kids nowadays. Yeah, I mean the piercing we'll get though. is from an, an accidental impalement. That's what's gonna happen to <laughs> us. Uh, so I put out a tweet the other day that caused a lot of ruckus, and in fact, Gaz was talking about this on his on his podcast about an hour ago. My my quote said on uh, my tweet said Xbox go get exclusivity for. Wonder Woman from Monolith, Judas from Ken Levine, Bioshock 4, and Warhammer Space Marine 2. Now, these are just games that are big and are possibly popular that are on the horizon in the near future. And I said, do this between your studios putting out their big AAA games. Because Xbox right now, they kind of they don't have any more small games out of their major AAA uh, out of their major studios. So my posture was xbox just go buy some big games and i want to open this up for discussion before we talked about activision blizzard because it's kind of part of the problem that we're dealing with chat mag help me out like what are some big games because xbox needs to money hat well, i'll just put it this way take a breath everybody xbox needs to money hat games away from playstation or else they'll do it first. And so the, the be nice kumbaya. You're already doing it. Yeah, the old kumbaya fill needs to end. Like it's time to start cutting checks. Go grab big games that are almost done. Lock them down either one year exclusive or just completely exclusive. And just say, hey, these games belong to us now. Uh, sorry. Otherwise, uh, I'll end this statement before I give the mic to Mag. 
as as they say in Lord of the Rings, the Urukai have been able to run unchecked in these lands. And PlayStation has been able to go unchecked, money hatting whatever third-party games they want, Final Fantasy and KOTOR and other big games that they're just grabbing and purchasing and having the rights to. They need to be checked, and Xbox needs to do it. Mag, what are your thoughts on this, and what comes to mind that Xbox should steal? Well, here's the thing. They need to go after the splashy titles. And what I mean by that is you got to go after names that people know and recognize. You can't go after games that no one's ever heard of before. Or, again, I hate to bring up the term, niche. It's not going to move the needle. It's got to be big. they got to be big-time names. Final Fantasy is a big name, whether you like the games or not. I'm not a huge fan of Final Fantasy. However, the latest trailer that I saw makes me interested in the game because now it's a single-player game. I don't have to control a team. I don't have to do turn-based combat, which is crap. I mean, for me, anyway. Sorry. It's not crap in general. It's just crap for me. However, it's uh, I don't like it. Uh, The point is, now it's got it interested. So now you got Final Fantasy. That game's been around for, what, 40 years? Everybody knows Final Fantasy. You look yep. at games like KOTOR. Everybody knows Star Wars, whether you like it or not. People know what Star Wars is, right? And so, like, they go after the big, splashy names. Now, the thing is, someone uh, someone was talking on another podcast uh, just, just a little while ago, um, actually criticizing when people say that uh, Xbox needs to go back to the 360 style of, of, of business. And what they were saying was, and I can't remember who it was, actually, to be quite honest, because I listen to so many shows. And what they were saying was, it says, I think that that's not a great metric because what ends up happening is that people are relying on their remember whens and nostalgia of, oh, you know, it was a better time in my life and things were simpler and I was playing great. And I'm like, no, I think you're missing the point. It's not the time or, you know what I mean, or like that we were 20 years younger or whatever the hell it was. Um, it was about the business model, and I think that that's what they were missing. It, the point was it's the business model. The, bi- the business model is that you had first-party games that were big, that made a splash. And you remember Gears of War. Nobody, nobody knew what Gears of War was, but Gears of War sold yeah. Xbox. The first one that came out when they had Mad Mad World and all that stuff and the game, you know, the trailer playing and everything else. People went out and bought Xbox 360s, even after Red Ring of Death and all that other stuff, because (laughs) of a big, compelling title, right? I went through three of them. It was um, the place to be. It was the place to be because they had big games. You know, the Bioshock and uh, there was a couple games that that we talk about a lot here on the show, Mag. Uh, that were exclusive only because the PS3 wasn't out yet. And once that was remedied, that was over. But uh, I'm looking at the chat. I don't know if you're keeping it on as well, Mag, but they're they're naming off some great games. And some of them, like, step on their necks, you know? Um, Well, here's the thing. When you try – here's the thing when it comes to Sony. When you try to step on Sony's neck, they'll they'll put on a bigger boot. They're not just going to sit there – and not a boot, okay? I'm not talking Canadian for you guys. I mean a boot that you put on your foot, Okay. The point is, is that when you when you try to punch Sony, they're gonna try, they're gonna they're gonna punch you harder. So the thing is, you gotta keep punching. You can't stop. You cannot let off for one minute because they will not take their foot off the gas at all because they do not want to lose their position. They don't want to. They don't want to like have their hand turned in any which way or form, right? So anyway, yeah. the point is, is that you have to go. Someone said Titanfall three, absolutely perfect example of how. You get people into an ecosystem. You get Titanfall 3, just like they had Titanfall 1. Titanfall 1, as we spoke about last week, sold like, what, 11 million or 15 million copies, something like that? And 
it was a, it was a system seller for some people. It got me to and, buy one. I was like right. no Xbox until until March, and I was like, okay, I'm getting one. Yeah, and then it was a remarkable experience. And now you had Titanfall two, which was even better experience in the first and the you know in the campaign and everything else. And campaign then it was a travesty was slow, that man. it was. Yeah. Oh, it was so good, but it was yeah. a travesty because it was released in between two big titles, right? And it was basically sent out to die, you know. But anyway, <laughs> well, the point but is... But that's funny when you look back, it, was, it went up against Battlefield. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Uh, EA's Battlefield and EA's Titanfall 2, and it's like, but Titanfall was and the then, better game. I, I know, think, and then Call, I think and we Call all thought, well, which Battlefield was it? It was Battlefield 1. And Battlefield 1 was really good. Taking I really objective butter. Yeah, they were yeah. both great. They were they, they were, were great. I, I I enjoyed them, but anyways, the point is they need to get the splashy titles. If that like for yeah. example, isn't Sony doing the exact same thing with what we just heard about from Jez? And, and I've heard about it from other people. Uh, funny enough, before Jez said anything about it, but it's the exact same thing about Castlevania, Silent Hill, and Metal Gear Solid. Those are big names. Right, and if they right. got a deal with Konami to get those three names, that's a big deal, guys. That now, is a system seller for older players. Like our, we're like hearing from Jez Corden of Windows Central and Xbox Two podcast that he doesn't believe that the Metal Gear remake or Metal Gear game is exclusive. From what he's hearing, and Jez Corden hears good things. So as Fans of Xbox that want to play Metal Gear, I guess we're kind of sitting on the fence right now, like that it's a possibility that it's not locked it's down. But but, but how, Silent Hill definitely is. And what was the other one? Castlevania? Uh, Castlevania. But yeah, I mean, they're, I all hope Kon- not. they're all I mean, Konami games, though. They're yeah, all Konami. Yeah, they are. And therefore, why would Konami say, okay, well, you can have this one, they can have this one, this one? They're probably just going to make a deal, you know, cut a huge check, give it to them, let it be done, and that's all there is to it. Now, what I would like to see is because they had great rapport with them in the past and currently when it comes to Perfect Dark, get Tomb Raider back on Xbox. Get it to be exclusive to the system. If you want to do one. something like that, you get Tomb Raider in there, right? You get Tomb Raider, you get Titanfall 3. Um, what else could you get? You get Rise 2 in there as well, okay? That is how you get... And then, and then of course, you don't just get these games, obviously. You know, I mean, this is all just pipe dream talk anyway. You don't just get these <laughs> games. You make sure that they're yeah. good. You make yeah. sure that they're good games. They gotta be 85s, 88s, 90 Metacritics. They can't be garbage. And if that's the case, then you have to do, I hate to say it, but you have to do what Sony do. Send your people to that studio and you make damn well sure that the game is excellent. I mean, we've because learned because your name is on it. We've learned this week that Xbox's problem hasn't been mismanagement or being too involved or ruining their games after what's happened with halo and redfall it's very very apparent that xbox's problem is letting their studios do whatever that they want right um you know shout out to let's see what do we got shout out to over 1300 people here live thank you so much for being here hit the like button if you're about to have a good time we're going to get right into activision and blizzard's discussion right now with the discussion of that and all the information mag and i've got some uh, fiery stuff ready for that 
We appreciate it. Hit the like button. We're also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Thank you if you're checking out the show. Audio only. Uh, my phone heard me say the word, the G word, the G-E-O-G-L-E word. <laughs> and it's like, I know. Huh? Isn't, it, isn't it funny that our phones just became like like little children? You have to like spell in front of them because like you don't want them to hear what you're saying. Now well, I, I do, do like what my, my mom phone. would do. My mom would be on the phone, you know, the you know, the cord's yeah. like 20, 20 feet long. And, and I come up, mom, can I? she go. She used to do that. She'd snap at me like, <laughs> you know, take off yeah. the shoe and throw it at me. I'm like, geez, I just wanted to know where my Optimus Prime is. Uh, yeah, but uh, let's let's let me get into this. Uh, yeah, thank you guys for so much for for checking out Mag and I. This is Ecstasy Podcast. We're on episode 102. We're cruising right along, and we are one month away from the big showcase. Let's talk about ABK right now. Foss Patents uh, on. Twitter, who talks a lot about the Activision Blizzard merger and has been very fired up about what's going on today. As you know, the European Commission in the EU, in Europe, has, with the concessions and the, uh, what are the word, what's the word? The, uh, the, uh, okay, uh, we'll let you have this, whatever it is. Oh, <laughs> well, my God. Professional. How come I... I can't the concessions think and the remedies, basically. Conce- concessions and remedies. There you go. Concessions sorry. and as remedies. As soon as you said it, my mind went, it just went completely blank. Anyway, uh, I sorry, carry on. Yeah, I know. We've been like uh, we've been like blasting our, our our eyeballs and our brains on on this. But Foss Patton said that uh, basically Sony is taking a major L because they have betted on the console market monopoly that Xbox, if they own ABK, that they will be able to run rampant and buy whatever they want, like Sony does. And he says 39 countries have adopted and approved the Activision Blizzard merger with the only one who hasn't being the UK with the CMA. CMA also has a lot to say, which we'll get to Magnus second. But we've also got the FTC, which I'm not fully versed on, but Lena Khan is still fighting the good fight. At this point, we start to wonder if it's really about pride more than it is about politics. Here's the quote. It says uh, that Xbox Series S and X hit 2 million sales in the UK, the console. So let me just start with this. This is an, this is was this happy news. I thought, well, really? 12 weeks faster, the Xbox Series console sold 12 weeks faster to the 2 million mark than the Nintendo Switch did back in 2017. And quote, the U.S. and U.K. and European competition authorities are unanimous that this merger would harm competition in cloud gaming. Um, I think this is where I'd like to, uh, to put it over to Mag. The CMA immediately responded to the EU approving the deal. And what did they have to say, Mag? Oh, you want me to actually read what they had to say? Yeah, I can do yeah, all that. You, but, yeah, you, yeah. What do you What do you got for us? You said you had well, something as well. Oh no, no, no. If I if I'm gonna if I'm gonna read it like the CMA, I'm gonna look like the CMA. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Let me get some water while you get. Oh my. Oh, oh my. Oh my days. <laughs> well, there we are. Hey, you know what? If you guys can make if you guys can make fun of me because we have bagged milk in Canada, I'm gonna make fun of what people that like what I think you guys look like in the UK sitting in the pub drinking warm beer. Okay, look, look. All right, look. So now, pay attention, folks. The UK, US, and European competition authorities are unanimous that this merger would harm competition in cloud gaming. Ahem. The CMA concluded that cloud gaming needs to continue as a free, competitive market to drive innovation and choice in this rapidly evolving sector. Part 2. 
Microsoft's proposals accepted by the European Commission today would allow Microsoft to set the terms and conditions for this market for the next 10 years. <laughs> they would replace a free, open and competitive market with one subject to ongoing regulation of the games Microsoft sells, the platforms in which it sells them, and the conditions of sales. We will stomp out this William Wallace. Sorry, I'm sorry, wrong movie. Anyways, this is the reason of the reason. This is one of the reasons the CMA's independent panel group rejected Microsoft's proposals and prevented this deal. While we recognize and respect, no, you don't, that the European Commission is entitled to take a different view, the CMA stands by its decision. That is the biggest load of crap I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, I mean, uh, what what why, what don't you agree with in that statement? What don't you agree with in that statement, Mag? I don't agree with. Well, what I don't agree with is that they, they basically the way that I'm interpreting it, whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong, is that I'm interpreting is that their 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 feeling is that the minute that Microsoft has any access. To you know, to not only to the ABK library, they're going to lock it down, and they're going to monopolize the cloud gaming market. Even though the remedies from the European Union and from the other countries have stated otherwise, including Microsoft and Brad Smith, didn't they not say the didn't they not say exactly that that they had no intention of doing that? They had no intention of locking anyone out, and they had no intention of exclusivity. It doesn't even make any business sense. It makes absolutely zero sense. Why would you lock out hundreds, well, potentially 150 million paying customers who could be buying silly pink hats to put on your shooter when you're playing? Call of Duty or whatever the hell you're going to be playing, right? And you could be like, why would you lock these people out of the out of the ecosystem, right? Microtransactions, right. all that kind of stuff. I season mean, passes, uh, like you know what I'm saying? Skins, all that kind of stuff. That makes hundreds of millions, if not billions, of dollars. Go ask Epic. How do you think Unreal Engine Five was funded? It was funded from Fortnite for crying out loud. You know what I mean? So yeah. like all this, all this money that they, that they, why would they turn that away? What so that you can be exclusive to like forty million people in the Xbox uh, a series ecosystem? That is ludicrous. And oh, of course, and, and Steam. But I mean, what? Yeah, that, I mean, there's like, so many uh, plot holes with their description because. At this point, it seems like the CMA is just trying to hold the line on what they what they postured. You know, they said this. You know, they're going to be a they're going to be a console monopoly, and then they they prove without a shadow of a doubt that they're in third place. And there's no way they'll be a console monopoly. And then they said, well, it's no. about the cloud. And then, as we said here on the show. It's not Xbox's responsibility, obligation, or requirement to host every single publisher's game around the world on xCloud. Amazon has their own xCloud service. Google had their own cloud service. NVIDIA has their own cloud service. And as we've learned through the remedies and concessions, Mag, there are other smaller businesses that Xbox has brought into the fold and said we'll fully support them in their own cloud endeavors to keep from being a monopoly. And CMA is holding the line, as Diego Castillo says, on uh, that there's a cloud monopoly. Let me continue and read what uh, the EU said. Um, Microsoft's proposals accepted by the European Commission today would allow Microsoft to set the terms and condition for this market for the next 10 years. 
hold. This is what we've been hearing for the past year and a half, that they would be doing uh, remedies and concessions for the next 10 years. Continue. They would replace a free, open, and competitive market with one subject to ongoing regulation of the games Microsoft sells, the platforms to which it sells them, and the conditions of the sale. Hold. This would be the, uh, I'll go back, it says, the on- of the games that they sell, which are third-party games and exclusives, the platforms which they sell them, which is on Windows PC, tablets, mobile phones, and xCloud, Nothing exclusive to, I'm not I'm preaching to the choir here, nothing exclusive to Game Pass, nothing exclusive to cloud. If, if a game's on cloud, it's available anywhere on those devices I just said. Brad Smith, the vice president of Microsoft, says, quote, the European Commission has required Microsoft to license popular Activision Blizzard games automatically to competing cloud gaming services. I'll, I'll add in Overwatch, Call of Duty, Diablo. Okay, we'll just say that. Continuing, he says, this will apply globally and will empower millions of consumers worldwide to play these games on any device they choose. Meg, does it sound like evil Microsoft is taking over the world no, as Trojan no. horse? No. And now the thing is, let's, let's keep it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to exclude the cloud situation because Hargeet was talking about that today uh, when, when he was on Boom Show. And he was saying something that made absolute sense. I'm going to paraphrase him only okay. slightly. Is, he was talking about how... This cloud situation is not really much of a situation. When you consider that the only way that you can actively play cloud properly, especially with something that's like an interactive medium like video games, as opposed to like watching Netflix, like you're streaming a film or whatever else, right? Or even downloading it onto your device, watching it later. This has to be... This is active. It's continuously interactive, right? It has to be near excellent servers. Excellent servers are places that are generally have, have money, better yeah. infrastructure all that kind of stuff right and if they and if you're in a places that are a little a better well off then odds are pretty damn good that they got a 70 inch tv at home and they got consoles they're not going to be playing on the cloud they're going to be playing right. on the console or, or on the pc or wherever they're going to be playing right so it doesn't really make much sense it's when the infrastructure around the world by the time that catches up it's not going to be a thing it's it's not going to be a thing and and it was the, the point is the other thing let's go back to the consoles let's look at the consoles if i We're a PlayStation 5 only player. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. This okay. deal literally <laughs> affects nothing. Th- that's it. Oh, it yeah. I never even thought nothing. of that. Holy smokes. Rewind, Mag, and say that again. If I did not have a Series X console or a Series X. No, no, no. Any, you said if you're a PlayStation only, like I, you I, only play saying. on a PlayStation. If I only play on a PlayStation, right? That, and, and I don't have the money for anything else. This deal would literally not affect a single thing that I am doing moving forward. I will still be able to buy my Call of Duty, my Diablo 4s, my, well, the Overwatch is free, and whatever else, right? I'll be able to still play those games on my ecosystem with my friends in the PlayStation, uh, you know what I mean? On a PlayStation console. This deal does not affect any of that. So when you think about that, put yourself in the shoes of a PlayStation 5 only player. This has absolutely no bearing. 
It has no, it holds no water, and it will not change anything moving forward. There is nothing to fear. There is nothing to worry about. If you're worried about 10 years from now, worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about 10 years from now. Who knows what's going to happen in 10 years? Call of Duty might completely fall off in 10 years, right? I mean, it's not going to be there forever. We've talked about this before. Halo was the, you know, Halo was the, was the, was, was the king shooter, right? Call of Duty wasn't the king shooter. Then it became the king shooter, right? Yeah. And then, yeah. of course, look at the, the 90s. Doom was a king shooter. Imagine you didn't have, didn't have competitive multiplayer in those days. But, uh, and then, you know, and GoldenEye, whatever else. In 10 years, Call of Duty could be completely extinct. They're not buying ABK for Call of Duty. They're buying it for the infrastructure of the, of the, um, of the mobile market. They the mobile and the PC foothold. They yeah. Want- yeah, they want King yeah. and they want the PC. They, they don't care about Call of Duty. Call of Duty, I mean, they do. But, I mean, Call of Duty is just like a cherry on top. What they're really after is what's, it's what's behind the scenes. They want to become the publisher and take 70% home every time they sell a game <coughs> on another console. That's what they want. And that's what they're going to continue to do. And that's where they'll fund the rest of their department, which is, of course, what Sony had said so many times before. They're saying that Call of Duty helps fund their first-party games, right? And that's because the yeah. 30% that they were making off the Call of Duty sales Right, because they were selling three to one over uh, over Xbox when it came to Call of so Duty. So it's thirty percent, but it was a big, big, big high number with with no competition. Right, right. and that's where you get, and yeah. that's where you get your Ghost of Tsushima's two. That's where you get your God of War Ragnaroks. That's where you get your Last of Us threes. Are all on the backs of the sales of Call of Duty, right? And so that's what Microsoft wants to do. Now, instead of 30%, they pay the big bucks. Now they want 70% because now they're going to have to, you know, they're, they're making the publisher's fee. That money's going back into the into the coffers. And what where's that going? Right back into Xbox Game Studios, and, back into Activision Blizzard. And Xbox and can make 100% of the, the profits exactly. from Call of Duty for each one sold within the ecosystem. And as, as we've talked about it, like Phil is... You know, he was like, oh, we're third place. And he was posturing everything and kind of a real low thing to one, apologize about the things that have been going on the past couple weeks on Xbox side. But two, most importantly, as Hargeet's pointed out, to look like the victim to uh, unreasonable regulators uh, in the UK and being able to get 100 percent because they want everybody to join the Xbox ecosystem, because like that graphic I put up where you can play on a laptop, a PC, an old PC, an Xbox One versus the cloud, the new consoles, the future consoles, all these places. Xbox doesn't care. Like if you buy Call of Duty and they buy and you buy it and play it on Xbox Live, they're super super happy because they're not here to make you happy. They're here to make money and they're going to make a lot of money with ABK as a great investment. And then you've got the CMA uh, putting a big stop on that ability to make money and Xbox needs to compete and let us compete but yeah there you know what shout out to please everybody give a thanks to happy bomb lethal pop and udonic Kizada who are in the chat holding it down the great mods they've got the uh, the blue name and the little wrench they got the monkey wrench working i really appreciate them being here every week and doing the hard work they do and and then also you got to give a shout out to mag for being an amazing uh, main host who masquerades as a co-host some days. Uh, I really appreciate hey, you, bro. Thanks, brother. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and listen, and Jared Beasley in the chat said something. He goes, Mag is a smart guy. Listen, Jared, I need you to do me a favor. I'm going to give you my phone number, and I need you to call my wife and tell her that exact same thing that you just said about She'll me. She'll do okay? this. She'll go, yeah. no, he's not. 
<laughs> no, he's not. I want to give a shout out to Red Wolf and Silent Cipher. Red Wolf gifted one Cole Eastwood membership. Silent Cipher gave out five memberships, and they were posted in the chat of the people that became channel members. Welcome to the family. I really appreciate it. Um, also, Dub Junior with a two dollars super. Thank you. He says secure Project 007 from IO Interactive now. Project 007. I didn't know if that's what it was called, but I know that uh, there is a possibility that Xbox is working with IO on something. Maybe we'll see it at the showcase. I mean, that's been something that's been talked about for over two years. KY Bob, thank you so much for the $10 super chat. He says, Colton Mag, what's up, brothers? Could we see an awakening of the longtime dormant Mech Assault IP from Microsoft with the buzz that the new Armored Core has created around the genre? And he says, at the end, Redfall is a good game. Uh, I, I beat the game uh, last week before the show. Uh, I put 40 plus hours into three different characters, main Remy with the little robot dog and finished it. And I don't love the game. It's just super apparent that they were very, very lazy. They had all these ideas and they didn't follow through on any of them. Now you wouldn't say that about any other game. And I normally wouldn't, but when you play the game, midway through or all the way to the end, you'll realize they'd had all these ideas and they only did the very first step of each one of them. And that's what you got in the open world. Unfortunate because it's been announced. That's unfortunate, but it's super fortunate that Arcane is working on the real game they wanted to make, a single player game. And I've heard that Arcane is pushing forward because they, you know, they were doing that live service thing at the end of the 2010s with Wolfenstein Youngblood, which they helped with, which was not that great. Um, help me out, Meg. Uh, they also did Fallout 76 and then Redfall. That's it. That's it. That's yeah. what's going on with that. Yeah. Hey, shout out to 1,600 people here live. Thank you so much. We're at 550 likes. Appreciate you being here. This is the Excellency Podcast, the Xbox Newscast. I'm here with my handsome, amazing co-host, Mag, middle-aged game guy. We are live on YouTube, but we're also on demand. If you're listening in your earbuds, mowing the lawn, or working out on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, thank you so much for being here. Hit that like button. Uh, let me read a couple more, and we'll move on. Bizarro, thank you for the five, says they should do a deal with Kojima to reboot Splinter Cell. That way we get Splinter Cell and Kojima gets back into his bread and butter. It is bread, his bread and butter is like stealth action adventure, but what in well, the Splinter, world, Mag, is Bizarro Splinter talking about? What is, he make, what is Kojima making for Xbox? What would oh, be your I, educated guess? A card I, game? I, I can't, are you kidding me? I can't figure out what the hell that guy's doing. That's Just make something he doesn't up. Even know, no, no, he doesn't even know what he's doing. He just, they're like, so what's your new game about? And his answer is always, yes. That's it. Like, he doesn't know what the hell's going on. He's, a, he's just like, it just kind of happens. And he's like, well, as long as Guillermo del Toro's in it, I, I don't know. Something. Right. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be something. I don't know. Babies in jars flying around. God knows what the hell this guy's up to. Anyways, the point is, he's got something coming. Uh, Splinter Cell is coming. I know because I, uh, anyways, I, I won't say anymore. Uh, however, yeah, we'll leave Twitter it. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, I, I have right. very close ties with Ubisoft Toronto, so uh, I will say nothing more. <laughs> Anyways, the point is, Splinter Cell is coming, but that's going to be third party, uh, unless yeah, it'll be multi-plat. Yeah, yeah, unless something changes behind the scenes that I don't know about. As Phil is literally like cracking his knuckles right now, listening to the show, uh, you know. But uh, hey, you never know. I mean, Ubisoft is not, you know, they're not, uh, they're not breaking, they're not breaking records right now. Well, they're breaking records in the in the wrong way right now, and uh, maybe they could use a bag dropped off at the door, right? 
So right. uh, Eve Guillemot could, could use a couple dollars. So uh, anyways, the point is, get Splinter Cell in there, folks. Hey, why not? And uh, the game is real, I can assure you. Uh, oh, I can absolutely waiting so assure long. you. Is, is oh, Splinter no, Cell no a, a, a asymmetrical card game uh, on a mobile? <laughs> I can tell you one thing. It's a game. And it's it's a game. Oh, I can't and, wait. And I mean, that, I love Ubisoft. I, I, I wish Ubisoft the best. They've had a rough couple of years, and um, they normally yeah. they normally put out something I really enjoy. And I, I think the chat can mostly agree with that. Like the Skull and Bones and a couple things. I hope their Assassin's Creed stuff lands because, I mean, they got eight hundred people working in their studios. They're amazing. But uh, this hey, super you know from uh, Jean yep. Messi or Jean, depending on where they're from. Uh, thank you so much for the ten dollars super chat. I, I'll try. I try to do my best with my uh, pronunciations, and I, I appreciate the super. They say if Xbox drops hit after hit from Starfield on, do you think they just slip just once, or do you think people will still get them? Like with the Redfall debacle, he says. P.S. Happy birthday, Sasha Messi or Messi. Um, there's a lot to unpack from what he said, or. Um, the Starfield thing. I do want to talk about Starfield just a moment before we get back to Activision Blizzard. Um, yes, I think... Um, give me a second here, Mag. I've wanted to say this for a little bit, but I think that um, Xbox is situated right now where they have to have a few consecutive great hit games that are popular, well-rated, and well-respected before they kind of wash off some of the sporadic problems they've had in the past you know when you look back at things like state of k2 or bleeding edge or redfall or halo's missteps uh the rest of the games have been great and we've proved that many times on the show that xbox has a really great track record of rated games that sit right next to playstation believe it or not and above nintendo but because of redfall's misfaults and a 18 months of no triple a games outside of um forza and halo infinite right Xbox has a lot more to prove, and it will take more than a great Starfield. Let's say Starfield launches at an 88 Metacritic or Open Critic. That would be phenomenal because the game would be well-loved and people would be talking about it. That'd be great, but it would not remedy or put the Band-Aid over the sore that Xbox has had to deal with. I think it's going to take a couple games, but... Uh, I mean, this could be a whole other discussion where Hellblade Senua Saga 2 is like really close down the door. It could be this holiday. We'll know at the showcase event in one month or it's yeah. early next year right next to Avowed. So <clears throat> Xbox is in like they've got the dominoes lined up to just kind of smack people right in the <laughs> right in the crotch with some greatness. for, a, And wow. it's been coming a long time. Mag, do you think they're kind of in that trajectory? How many games do they have to kill it before people go, okay, all right, they got out of it? It's got to be consistent, and and that's the thing. Like, I, I can't give a number because that I don't know. I can't predict how the how the market is going to react to all this. I mean, you can have a, like a sort of educated guess that I would say at least three or four over the course of at least a year, year and a half, and it has yeah. to be that way because then that's when people say, you know, Starfield, like like just like you said, let's say Starfield comes out, hits an eighty eight, right, right, and Phil kind of alluded to this too. You know, if it if you if he hits like an eighty eight and it's fantastic and whatever, blah, blah blah, it's not going to be the cure for world hunger. It's not going to stop all the wars all at once. Not like everybody's going to go cease fire. You know what I mean? Like it's not right. going to happen. It's good. You know what they're going to say? They're going to go. All right, that was hot. What's next? What's and next? Then, what else and then you, you got? Can't, 
Right, and then you can't step on the sideshow bar break and just, whoosh, and then, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, you know what I mean? You can't do that. And that's, what, that's what's been happening for years, is that the lack of consistency is what keeps pushing them back, right? The, you know, like my father used to say, you know, the one step forward, two steps, two, to, uh, two steps back kind of thing? It's yeah, that. Yeah. So then, then, then let's say, okay, <laughs> so you think, all right, that was hot, what's next? You drop Forza uh, Motorsport, which we've, you know, we, we, we you know, haven't talked about. All right, then we, you know what? Guess what? Their pedigree's always been around an 89 to 91 anyway, right? Let's say they hit around a 90. There you go. There's your next one. All right? Okay, that's great. What do you got next? Then all of a sudden you've got Senua Saga. Senua Saga hits, let's say it hits hard, and let's say it's absolutely amazing. Let's say it's one of the best, you know, trip, uh, you know AAA first, uh, you know, it could be an 88, it could be player. a 90 based on their yeah, pedigree. Single, sure. Yeah, single pl- single player action RPG whatever the hell it actually is, right? Then you're like, "Okay, now we're now we're now we're cooking with fire here because now that's like three in a row." Then you go into 2024, you hit and then that's where it's going to get tricky because if you have a really hot 2023, but then you go ice cold in 2024, you're back to square one. And that's how dangerous of a tightrope you're walking. Yeah, yeah. Right? Not not me, them. That's a da- that's the dangerous tightrope that they have to walk. Is that it's going to be that situation where you can have that hot second half of 2023 and absolutely knock it out of the park, win publisher of the year, do all this other crazy stuff, just like 2021, and then you fall flat on your face in 2022. You can't do that in 2024. 2024, you got to hit even harder. Yeah, you have yeah. to hit even harder when you got when you got the competition stumbling a little bit. What are you going to do? Just going to go sit in the corner and drink your water? No. you got to sweat. What do they do in the UFC? What do they do in boxing? When the guy gets a little bit rattled, what do you think? Do the guy goes, ah, he's had enough. I'm going to go sit down and chill out. No, they go after him. And that's when they start hitting harder. And you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that's what they got to do. So 2024, a Vald's got to hit. That's got to hit an 85 to a 90, whatever it is. And then whatever else is after that, that's got to hit. And that's when people say, you know what? It's been a year of absolute bangers. I can't avoid this console anymore. Or I can't avoid this ecosystem anymore. I need to jump in. And that's how you get people over there. That's what happened with PlayStation 4. I didn't buy a PlayStation 4 off right off the bat. Because if you remember, and guys, help me out in the chat here. Tell me that the Xbox One, in my personal opinion, was the better launching system than the PS4 was because they didn't have any games for the first couple of years. It wasn't until Uncharted 4 hit. And that's when they started the ball rolling. And when Uncharted yeah. 4 dropped, and then they started going one after another after another. And then when they hit like four or five games in a row, I was like, you know what? And I went right to the store and I bought a PS4 and I bought all those games because they were unavoidable at that point. Yeah. Right? And Xbox, sorry, go ahead. No, you have to do that. And, um, and that's what they no, got to do. No that's one gave Xbox, Xbox One the credit the first two years because it was such an abysmal launch. But right now, Xbox has all their studios positioned up to where they can push forward um i want to get back in the abk thing but yeah this is where, where phil says we're finally able to put out you know a big triple a game every quarter so every season you're going to get one in the winter one in the spring summer fall and they haven't been able to do that before but you know you rewind back 10 years if you really need to that xbox basically had four or five studios when playstation had 12 so you were going to get stomped no matter what plus xbox didn't have funny boohoo for but them they ma- but they made deals cold we got titanfall yeah. in there remember the xbox one and i said this and some people like some people tried to crucify me for it but i'm like prove me wrong the xbox one launch was better <laughs> than the series x and s launch by well, a you long were actually, shot 
you were actually seeing the projection of Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer was the one that got Titanfall, and he got Insomniac to make Sunset Overdrive. And he and made those had, deals, but everyone says that that was the Don Matrick era. The Don Matrick era is no, no, the connect no, no, no. push. Uh, Red yeah. Wolf with a $2 super says, oh, my, I'm so terrible at uh, on-the-spot uh, accents he does in Australia. He says, oh, I assume they have you agree with with you, Colt? We, we always like to do uh, the <laughs> – we try to do the Australian accent when we talk to our friends like Risk It and Jedi Knight Peter, Doom. Uh, oh, gosh, there's so many great people in that community. Um, DS Omen with the $5 super says, where was the CMA when Sony bought 100% of the cloud gaming market when they bought Gaikai and all of online's patents back in 2012? I've never, I don't think I've brought that up on the show, but OnLive was a gaming on demand over the internet on, uh, what would you call it, broadband internet or DSL back in 2008 or 2009. And Sony bought OnLive as they were getting moving and just deleted them, just dissolved them so that they could push forward PlayStation Now in the early 2010s. I don't know if you remember that, Mag, but yeah, I, I remember, he's like, yeah. where was the CMA when Sony was doing that? Well it was a different world back then. Let's face it. I mean, I know it doesn't seem like that long ago, but I mean, like, you know, we're talking third, well, at least 11 years ago now, um, if not longer. The point is, is that the online world was still, believe it or not, when it came to gaming, was still in its infancy. It wasn't right. as, I mean, it was, I mean, obviously it was big, but not as big as it is now. The connectivity of the world is not where, uh, 10 years ago was not where it was now. I mean, let's, let's remember that the first iPhone only came out a handful of years before that. The smartphone did not exist. Yeah, like 08, right? 07 yeah, or something like, like that. 07 or 08, I think, yeah. I think it was, it was, one, when of, it was one, of those, like, one of those two years. Where right? everybody almost having, sure, yeah. And so I don't think that everybody fully grasped what what was going to happen in the future or like how big this was going to be like i said again the online connectivity of the world was only going to increase we knew that but i mean the revolutionary start of that was the invention of the iphone right and so that was like i said only a handful of years before nobody had really translated that into into the gaming market as much because even believe it or not even 10 years ago the gaming market was still not as respected as it is now now it is a worldwide phenomenon beyond all expectations and everybody in every walk of life does it 10 years ago they still called you a nerd for <laughs> they playing did. video games and now everybody's doing it. Like people still, I mean, people still from that generation still call me a nerd. And I'm like, I'm 48 years old. They're like, well, you play video games. They were never kids. Oh, I and remember like, back dude, in, in 08 or the time you're talking, like when I talked about playing video games, people would say things like, oh, I used to play video games. I used to play Super Mario Brothers on my Nintendo. And I'm like, do you realize, and this is back in 08, I'm like, do you realize that Gaming for me is like, you know, that Born Identity movie, and they're like, yeah. And I go, I play video games that feel like I'm in that movie. And they're like, huh? Yeah. And yeah, they're they thinking I was jumping on toadstools and knocking around turtle shells. I'm like, right, no, yeah. I was doing that in 1987. But, uh, but no, video gaming has moved on. I'm going to go back to this, this CMA response that you read in your British accent. Uh, and I'm going to highlight this part where they said, that Microsoft will replace a free, open, and competitive market with one subject to ongoing regulation of the games Microsoft sells. Uh, the platforms to which it sells them and the conditions of the sales. So when you read that, Mag, what was what are they what does CMA have a problem with? They're saying the ongoing regulations of the games that Microsoft sells. Um, what well, are they worried about there? 
give me give give that back to me in con- sorry say it again to me in in full i want to i want to <coughs> ab- absorb that back in there sorry they said that um, microsoft would replace a free and open and competitive market with one subject to ongoing regulation of the games microsoft sells the platforms to which it sells them and the conditions so, of the sale. I know hearing it out loud instead of seeing it, that's why I put it on my eyes here so I could read it to you. But they're, they're, they said that Microsoft's taken away an open and competitive market to. Yeah, well, I don't understand that. But they, they've, they've, well, I hate to use the word open again, but they've openly said from the beginning, before this even went to, you know, to, to any kind of review, they said that they were going to leave it open and they were not going to close off any markets to any of the products and any IPs moving forward. Or any of the services. Right. So what what exactly are they talking about? I know. Is it so funny like that they've been? Like it's almost like I don't I don't get it. It's like it's like I keep telling you two plus two equals four, and you're saying no. And I'm like, yeah. dude, it, it, two plus two equals four, and you're like, no. It's, it's like it's, trying to reason no with your parents. You're like, I told you, I'm gonna borrow the car. We're just gonna go up here, and we're gonna go to this spot with the girls, and the cops can't find us. It's not gonna be a big deal. No, it's just they're like the ongoing regulation of games Microsoft sells the platforms to which it sells them, which is like I've explained, almost every PC, almost any uh, mobile device that supports Play Anywhere or X Cloud. You know, the cloud right. itself. And I get so frustrated with the CMA, uh, even though I don't, I don't talk to them. I get so frustrated, Meg, because they act like that in this future, Microsoft is going to be hosting and like the the you know putting the hens around their breasts. Like these are we are going to we are going to host everyone's games on X Cloud. And if you want to be online, if you want to be on demand, you don't get to because we're the only cloud gaming service in the world and I'm, I'm sure that's their that's their their worry is that x cloud and microsoft's infrastructure gets so big that somebody like amazon not gonna happen would just drop out but google did so i guess i can see google stadia said we're out we can't do this it didn't work out but isn't that just because microsoft's just doing a better job or what happened with google yeah. stadia why aren't they competition uh, wow. They also didn't want to keep pouring in the money into it. I think they just wanted to use it as an experiment to see how it was working out. It did. I mean, they 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 did it for a bit. From what I heard, though, it actually performed quite well for like for for some performance. Actually, like, yeah, like they said, it wasn't it wasn't a bad. I heard you know, it was way better next cloud at the time. Oh yeah, I'm sure it was, but. Um, yeah, it wasn't a bad thing. It's just maybe they just didn't want to keep pouring money into it. They're like, you know what? This is just like an experiment. These are the kind of things that they do all the time. I mean, Microsoft does it too. How many products do they launch and then just dump, right? Because they try it. They <laughs> a lot of them. Hey, a lot of them, right? So they do a lot yeah. of that stuff. A lot. All these companies do stuff like that. They're going to expect. They're going to go into it. They're going to dabble. They're going to try it out. It doesn't work out. They just dump it. I mean, to them, it's just all expendable money anyway. It's not like they're sitting there like like they got to turn the lights off at Amazon because. You know, nobody's watching the rings of power. You know what I mean? Like, so, like it's just it's right. just the kind of thing that's just going to happen. That's just like, all right, well, this is the money that we allotted for this. We'll we'll count the count the loss in this department. Move the you know move the losses to this department. That's all there is to it. And they just move forward from there. And that's what I see with Google Stadia. I think it was just an experiment. They tried it. It didn't take off the same way. And they're like, all right, just dump it. But you know, before we actually lose money. You yeah, know I, mean, I mean, and I, then they just walk away from it. So like should Mr. I, I Huck- see you, buddy? <clears throat> like Mr. Huck said in the chat, he's like Zune, uh, and oh, I yeah, hear Zune, you. Yeah, uh, I remember back in uh, let's say 2005, 
everybody was getting an iPod, and my younger brother got a Zune, and I saw it. I remember going to his house. I go, "What is that? It looks like a it looks like a mini Bible with the script. What is that? It's so horrible." <laughs> uh, and and it did, didn't have anything to do with me being an Apple fanboy or anything like that. It's just like one product was super slick, the other one was kind of lame looking. Look at you putting the googly eyes on the screen. I'm seeing it just now. Um, well, I just saw it. Yeah, I, I just wanted to see. I'm like, because I oh, saw actually, somebody in the chat. We're, I'm like, we're working I see things you, out. <laughs> We're working things out in the background. Like Meg has figured out how to get some sound effects going, and I have to get some permissions. But we'll have some fun with it once we get that all figured out. I'll get them going as well. But um, hey, we're just figuring out this podcast thing while we go along. But I think about the Surface Pro. Like I don't know that thing's doing okay. I've never yeah. wanted to buy one, but I love the Xbox ecosystem, man. Yeah, too much money. So uh, let me read the yeah. rest of this quote that you, uh, the, the last one that you read in your. It's so hard. I didn't retain anything you read because I was laughing at your at your right. stick. But um, this is one of the reasons the CMA independent panel rejected Microsoft's proposal, they say, and prevented the deal. While we recognize and res- oh, you just love the tears in their voice as they, as they say this or as they type the tears coming from their fingernails. While we recognize and respect that the European Commission is entitled to take a different view, the CMA stands by its decision. We will stand. We will stand by and be super stubborn because if we, we will not hold the line. We will not. We we stand by our decision, they say. But we got Lulu. Lulu Chang, me survey yeah, says. She was all over today. Yeah, she's a representative of Activision um, in their PR and legal department. And she said, And with the EU's firm yet pragmatic, unbiased, and fact-driven approach to regulation... We expect these European teams to continue delivering growth and innovation going forward. Uh, hit the like button if you're having a good time with the show. If you're in the chat, I love you guys for being in the chat. Minimize it for a second. Hit the like button to show your support uh, for Mag and I here on the Ecstasy Podcast, episode 102. Also, thanks for being here and listening after the fact on Anchor for Spotify Podcasters. It's a new name. But anyway, we're, we're able to get this show on demand after just audio version only. We really appreciate you listening. Uh, Lulu Chang says, so, so biting, Mag, with the EU's firm yet pragmatic, unbiased, and fact-driven approach, which implies that the CMU is neither pragmatic, neither unbiased, or neither fact-driven in their approach to regulation. Meg, I want to hear... Um, I mean, you were, you've kind of given some of that spice earlier about... The CMA, um, were they pragmatic, unbiased, and fact-driven? No, you know what the thing is, they, they, certainly not fact-driven. They could have been. They could have, in their minds, think that they were unbiased. That's that's fine. They could believe whatever they want. Uh, but fact-driven, absolutely not. Um, what they were looking at, what they based their decision on, to me, the way I interpreted it, is that that was based on speculation. That's where, like, the speculation of moving forward of like, oh. Then, as soon as this happens, then it opens the door, then Big Bad Microsoft is going to do this, that, and the other thing, and then they're going to do this, and then they're going to shut off this, and they're going to close out this party out over here, and they're going to monopolize everything, and then they're going to show up like Jafar at the end of Aladdin, and he's going to come up and ah! You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, he's going to like take over the world. If I and then, have to eat one more yeah. of those crackers! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so... You know what I mean? Like that's what that that's that that's not what's going to happen. They were transparent yeah. from the beginning, and they said, "Listen, 
this is what we're going to do. This is what we're willing to do. These are the, you know, this is what we're willing to do moving forward in order to get, I can't, I always keep forgetting the damn name, not, um, oh, starts with an R. Um, the remedies. Thank you. For the love of God, I could I, like the whole show. Even <laughs> this morning, the this morning you're like, Colt, we have something to talk about. I'm like, yeah. Otherwise, we'd be talking about our old age and how we can't yeah, remember our words. How we can't remedies. Can't yeah, remedies. So you know, the thing is, they they were transparent about it from the very beginning. Yeah. Which me, which, yeah. which it says to me that they already projected that these were going to be the fears that they that the that the governing bodies were going to have about this acquisition, right? And so yeah. they said, well, why not? Why not? You know, cut it off at the knees now and basically come up front with it and say, listen, we're going to put all your fears to rest and put these remedies in place before you even suggest them. And so that's what they did. They put those remedies uh, forward and they said, listen, we're going to do this, 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 and this. I don't have to go I mean, That's why they call PlayStation in January, right? Yes. Uh, and January 2021, and they're and like, we want to buy Actors of Blizzard. Hold on. We're going to get on the phone real quick with Jim Ryan. He's like, um, yeah, hello. Hey, we're going to, uh, this is, this is Phil Spencer. Um, Hey, Jimmy, Jimbo, Jimbo slice. Uh, we're going to buy Activision blizzard and King King. Yeah. Yeah. The candy crush people. We're going to buy those, but don't worry. We're going to give you call of duty for the next three years. And he's like, Oh, what's call of duty. You know, as he holds the the (laughs) controller, like upside down, it's like Fortnite, but it's got more army people in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, we, oh, we, we have three years, huh? Let me let me check with my people. And then Herman Holst's like, three years? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Ask for ten. <laughs> Ask for ten, Jim. We need ten years. And Jim's yeah. like, <laughs> she feels like I can't I can't understand a word you're saying. And, and <laughs> well, but you were, you're right. Like they, so, Meg, you think that when Microsoft said. Hey, uh, when Phil's like, hey, Satya, we want to buy this, but uh, let's prepare the remedies. Right. And so what they did is that they they probably looked at it and they said, okay, what are going to be the fears moving forward from the different governing bodies when they have to approve this deal? What are the possible roadblocks that we can see moving forward? And that's exactly what they did. Then they like I said, and then they, they listed them all out. They had them already. They had the legal team probably already prepped and ready to go. Not probably, a hundred percent they did. When it's seventy billion, it's not like they do that like you know, just all they the already cuff. those they, they already knew what like they were probably a step ahead. Like they're gonna ask for this, they're gonna demand of this. Yeah. Of course they did. Yeah, of course they did. And so <laughs> they had all that ahead. Justy Spud so says Jim Ryan wasted a ticket flying to Brussels. That was good. That we love that. And so, you know, the thing, the thing is at the end of the, well, at least he got a couple Stellas out of it. So, uh, anyways, the point is, is that, that Stella Artois, man, it's the, it's the Stella Artois, the nectar of the gods, the, uh, one of the, one of the best beers on the planet. Okay. Uh, for, well, you know uh, what? Over here, the nectar of the gods is Mountain Dew, but proceed. <laughs> Unbelievable. I can't do this. I can't do this show anymore. Ugh. Look, I mean, I cook. I want to see some thumbs up. I want to see thumbs up in the chat. What you cook with Mountain Dew. <laughs> Oh yeah, I put it on scrambled eggs. It's great. <laughs> you get those fluorescent green eggs, so you can now uh, you can be a Dr. Seuss for the day. Yeah. yeah, you you walk through and it just like lights up the room. Yeah, and I want to see you some thumbs up in the yeah right. I want to see some <laughs> thumbs up in the chat for Stella Artois, one of the finest beers out there. Anyways, here's the thing: is that they had all these put move forward. They put them up there. They put it, and then what what ends up happening? They said, okay, you know what? The CMA looked at it and they said, okay, they put all these remedies in place. Uh, they or at least they've they've um, they you know they've put the, the offer for that this is what they're going to do and this and that and they're like well this is not going to work out so let's uh, let's bring up the cloud right That's they kinda, did like, they really it's, did it almost, 
I swear I feel like that's how they did it. Like, it almost seems comical. Whereas it's like, okay, well, we, they covered all their bases there, so we have no legs to stand Dang on. Let's it. go after something that's Let's that, go after yeah, the let's cloud. Go, let's go let's after go something, something that is, something like, else. dead on arrival. You know, as Hardy right. Chani says, like, the cloud probably isn't the future. The, I, I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago with you, but Hargy is, like, really big into tech, and he predicts that the future, with the mobile chips being so powerful that you could run a video game natively on your TV because the chips are going to be so powerful. And and the funny thing is I've got a Galaxy, a Samsung Galaxy Note 22. It's like a year or two year old phone. And he says, that thing is more powerful than a Series S. I go, really? He goes, oh yeah. It's, he says like a three or four teraflop phone. I'm like, all right, let's, let's, let's run some games on this thing. But you can't see the future right now. Like none of us can, like we don't really think of it. I mean, I don't even know what's going on Thursday. Um, but this is the future where cloud may not be, I've always said maybe it'll be on demand, but if you could play these things natively, like if you have your phone and then you plug it into your TV or your TV could just natively run, like none of the cloud stuff matters. CMA is on very, very thin ice on, uh, what, what they're trying to claim here. Got a couple supers, Meg. Uh, Alex, thank you for the two. Says 2023 will be big Xbox's biggest year. Hold the line, and dang you, King David, for doing the hold the line. Everybody's on it. Um, Lord Star Killer, thank you for the five. He says classic line from King David on I appeal. ILP, we will hold the line. Thanks go out to the EU for approving the Activision Blizzard acquisition, and I'll add to Lord Star Killer. Thanks to every other 39 major com- companies, com- countries. We're still here countries that have supported the Activision Blizzard merger because it's a fallacy if you if if uh, you're chasing the cloud. Xbox International and Espanol, thank you so much for the five and I have a t-shirt from these guys. I need to wear it on the show. It's got their globe with the Xbox logo on the bottom. On the back I posted on social. It's a great shirt. Thanks to these guys. It says good evening Colton Mag, Shadai. Do you think that Crytek will show this Oh, this is Eternal Shadai who's who's sending this. Thank you, Eternal yeah. Shadai. We've talked many times. He says, do you think that Crytek will show this year Rise, Son of Rome 2? We have seen some tech demo about that game. Mag, you, you brought that up like 20 minutes ago. Yes, I the did. The next Rise. Um, the next Rise, yeah. I mean, it's been talked about for a few years now. Then it was confirmed. I think it was confirmed that, that they were working on something last year or the year before. Uh, they got to do something. They got to show something at this point. I mean, like I understand... These games take longer and longer and longer. But, I mean, at this point, if you're going to do something and if you have any kind of partnership with Microsoft, get something out there. Even if it's just like a title screen, something that you can get people worked up over. Uh, don't give a date, please, for the love of God. Don't isn't put a that, year. Isn't that really risky to like partner in with Rise when the game does not deserve a 60? But I don't know how no, well it God, sold. No. Like, But... It is so close, like Rise, Son of Rome, like right at the end hints that if if Mar- Mar- Marcius, what's his name? Uh, I think yeah, so. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, something, yeah, yeah. Something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, I, loved I loved the game for what it was. But loved if, it. Yeah. if he has afterlife powers and he comes back to Earth and he's brought back with him some afterlife powers, and, of course, if there's different three enemy faces that are different than there's just the three, like, yeah. yes, shout I rise son of rome 2 or rise uh god of rome whatever they want to call it 
<laughs> that could be so great. And uh, we heard from Phil that they have things on the list that we know about that have been long overdue to show, and then new things they're ready to reveal. And we also heard, Mag, that Xbox, thanks to Jess Corden, who has heard from his sources, he's pretty sure that Xbox is not following the 12-month formula. They're going to be talking about stuff that is far out and showing us the stuff that we've been waiting on. Uh, Purple Haze, thank you for the five, says, okay, so Microsoft needs to go talk up Warner Brothers games. I'm thinking after what the CEO said about Hogwarts, they're looking into a Superman game. Mag, you like Warner Brothers. What what do you yeah. uh, need to see or what do you think? Uh, what's your insight source say? Uh, well, I won't I'm tell you kidding. what they're saying, uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, the the one thing is that I think that the biggest mistake that they made was a, was a, uh, the, the Suicide Squad game. They should have stuck with the Batman Arkham series. Um, whatever the hell that Arkham game is, uh, or not Arkham game, excuse me, the uh, the Suicide Squad game, just doesn't just doesn't look good for, for me. Um, and then Gotham Knights was lukewarm at best. I mean, they got a Wonder Woman game on the horizon. You know what? Get that Wonder Woman game. Get it in there. Get it something that you're going to get at day one on Game Pass or whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah. Get, you know what I mean? you got to do something like that. But also, once again, make sure that it's not a Gotham Knights. Make sure the game is hot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, Gotham I mean, Knights you got to go for the big stuff. These, like, side break-offs don't, aren't hitting. Like, you, oh, you're like man. a no-lose with Batman. Um, Batman Origins being the least favorite, but it was farmed out to uh, the WB Chattel Montreal. Yeah, WB yeah. Montreal. Yeah, yeah, so you got to get you yep. got it rock steady. Like, oh man, and they're, and they're uh, the ones who made Gotham Knights, by the way. Yeah, Same and you, you guys oh, know I like Gotham Knights. Like, I like I liked but it. They're still no, I liked it too, but they're still yeah. mid games at best. Like I, you know what I mean? Right. Like Ark Arkham Origins and Gotham Knights were mid at best, and it's and then you know what? Their scores reflected exactly. Like I, I would have given both games a six out of ten. They were passable, but they weren't great games. Right. I'm so, very like, generous. I'm very generous with a seven. Like I, I don't have a a reserved number of sevens, but I enjoyed Gotham Knights. Well, I mean, it's not a Gotham Knights show, but there are some games where, right, chat, Mag, like where you say, you know, I'm glad I played it. I, I don't regret playing it. And Gotham Knights is one of them, right? So uh, Superman is still a tough game to crack. It's, it's, a, it's a tough nut to crack because you're dealing with the yeah. flying. The walking around is going to be silly because you're like, why am I walking around when I could just fly Plus everywhere? you're nearly like, invincible, right? You're overly you're, yeah, powerful. You're, overly powerful it's it's like okay like i think it would get i think it would get tiresome very quickly and the fact that like let's say let's say you you know you had a big map okay a big open world map if you could zip from one side of the map to the other side the game's gonna get boring very quickly because the traversal from one area to the other as you're discovering you know new regions new towns new villages new cities whatever you're doing Mm-hmm. Is that you? Can, you know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna feel those things, and you you get excited for what's coming next. It always gives you that feeling of being fresh. If you're flying everywhere, that means that you're basically like to me, flying is an end game kind of thing. Like for example, when I did the Burning Shores DLC, which I just finished, right? When I did the story and I did most of the side missions, when I was doing my mop up of the last couple trophies, I had those flying things. What are they called? Sun wings, like the big pterodactyls. And I was just ripping from one side of the map to the other just to go collectible, collectible, collectible. I got all six collectibles in like five minutes because that's an end game kind of mechanic, yeah. right? So yeah. after you finish the game, like uh, like boom, uh, when uh, when we were playing uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, like him and I, uh, we both got the completion on that game. That t- that took me 175 hours to finish that game, right? 
But yeah. Boom ended up getting Pegasus. So he's like, yeah, when I got Pegasus, he was just zipping from one air, like one like island to the other oh, on Pegasus. My. And again, Dude. that's an end game. If you uh, started with Pegasus, how much would that suck? Well, uh, side, side note, Zocker's in the chat. We gave Dealer Gaming such a hard time because he never buys for pays for microtransactions back then um he would never pay for a microtransaction purchase and he bought the pegasus for eight dollars and we made fun of him so bad and he's like we're on the party chat he's like this thing doesn't even fly indefinitely it only flies so far and we're like eight dollars uh great game great game you know what superhero games i'm gonna say a controversial thing i would over a spider-man game i would play a mega mind game <laughs> if you had if you had Will Ferrell voicing it, that's my superhero game. I don't I don't know. I'm not Spider Man just doesn't sound like Listen. it's ever going to work. Um I don't you know. Spider Man? Superman. Superman. I was gonna say you're like, I'm like, I said Spider Man like, like five uh, times. No, I just I don't like, think a, uh, a Superman <laughs> Yeah, like no, Superman's it's, like it's, I just don't think it no. works. And you if know, I was a studio, I'd be like, Ugh. you know, be drawing on the whiteboard like not nah, it's just it's gotta be hokey. Uh, you know what? Why don't you give me Blade and give me Blade? You mean a good vampire game? Like mature. Uh, I'm talking. Yeah, right. Like a good vampire game. Uh, mature. The mechan- Give me the gore mechanics of Dead Island and Dying oh. Light. Give me all of that with yes. a sword, with guns, with whatever. Give me ammo that have um, that have ult- uh, UV light in them, so that when I shoot a vampire in the face, his head splits in two, and like Red, and it explodes. Bro, Redfall didn't even have UV bullets or fire bullets. Oh my gosh, I couldn't believe how like, much they missed how? in the game. Let me how? let me move on. It's just like I felt like they. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I already said it. They, they got all these ideas and they just said, let's just finish the game. We don't want to delay it. And oh gosh, book and beer. Thank you so much for the five says, why do you think none of the backward compatible Ubisoft classics like rainbow six Vegas are available on Ubisoft plus for Xbox? Um, I think those are back compat. Yes. I don't know. Um, I, maybe I Ubisoft, it, Ubisoft's made so many games. Maybe they just kind of went to a certain uh, date on games. I don't know, but like rainbow six Vegas should be there. It's a good call. Yudani Kizada with the $10 super. Thank you so much. He says, Colt thanked us, but I want to thank the folks that come here week in and week out and interact in the chat. And he shouts out MacBound, Lord Starkiller, Dizguy07, Charlie Hustle, Big Mad Toe, Talos, Brian Harris, and Justy Spud. And thank you guys so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Lord Starkiller also adds that. Thank you for the five. He says, to those of you who were asking about Phil Spencer to step down and said AVK was dead, we hold the line. <laughs> so he's going to clip me on that one and say, Colt did it too. Uh, <laughs> and then Paul Smith in the chat says, hold the line. Love isn't always on time. And shout out to him for quoting my favorite band you've never heard of. And that band is called Toto. Uh, that guitar you can barely see over there is uh, is the one of the models from that band. Anyway, Lord Starkiller with another Toto. one. Toto, thank you so much. I mean, I've seen him twice. 
They're fantastic. Uh, and when I think about the name, I'm like, man, they, they hate that name. Lord Star Killer with a $10 super said, you know what? Write in the chat while we're kind of getting through these because a lot of these bring up discussion as well. But write in the chat who you're chat who your favorite band is like no you know what scratch that who your favorite guilty pleasure is like if you're in your car your windows might go up even if it's warm out because you don't want to hear somebody uh you don't want somebody to hear you rocking out air supply or justin bieber or you uh, you know, backstreet boys well who's yours mag who's your guilty abba. pleasure abba without a without oh. a doubt i even go when i when i used to go to the gym before the before the pandemic i never ended up going back because i ended up building a gym in my house during the pandemic but when I was going to the gym all the time, I had my headphones on, looking all tough. I had my shirt on and the tats going and bald head and I'm sweating and I'm doing this and I'm an, and I'm looking all scary. Meanwhile, and what they don't realize queen. is that I'm with, yeah, yeah, yeah. And meanwhile, what I'm actually listening to is ABBA. And I'm like, if any of these people heard what I was listening to, I'd get the oh crap beaten out of me in the, in the locker room. Oh my but gosh. Yeah, like it's your earbud pops ABBA. out. Someone's like, hey, you dropped this button. It's like, <laughs> Waterloo. Waterloo. Yeah, the uh, chat's saying love Toto. Uh, oh my gosh. Um, we're not here for stories, but I got to meet him. My brother and I went to see Toto in 2013, which seems like it forever ago. And he's like, let's go back and see if we can meet him. And nobody's going to go meet Toto. And they came off stage to their RV and we're like, hey, Steve, because like, I know the name of the band because I'm a weirdo. And they came over, talked to us. I have a guitar pick from him. I got uh, autographs. And just, it was so great. I was flying high after that because I've been listening to him since I'm 16. But anyway, uh, ABBA, huh? Yeah, Toto's one of mine. Also, Backstreet Boys is my guilty pleasure. But uh, I will... Zocker says Creed. I love that because he always sings uh, Arms Wide Open. Um, I love it. Chicago's his last paladin, who's also one of my favorites. Seen them a couple times. Zocker says, don't make me sing, sing some Creed, bro. And he will do it. And we always cringe into our own faces when he does. Lord Starkiller says, thank you to the EU for showing the CMA how to get the deal done. Time for the CMA to get with reality and pay attention to the other regulators who have already approved the ABK acquisition. Thanks, Lord Starkiller, for that. Carlos Fontes says, thank you for the five. Carlos says, I still can't believe that the Country Music Awards are such absolute Sony ponies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. The CMA. Fantastic. The CMA. That is so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to pass this deal. <laughs> KY Bob. Uh, and uh, shut up. There are some country music uh, artists that I will list to the uh, guilty pleasures as well. Uh, Dirk Bentley and Jake Owens. But, you know, they'll, they'll, I'll let the windows down. But there, uh, we can be we can be diverse around here with what we listen to. KY Bob has been a channel member for since the beginning of time on the channel. And a good friend, he says, it's all so stupid, guys. The CMA will never bring up the fact that Microsoft will will be contractually held to doing what the CMA wanted. They can't go rogue. And he's talking about how um, Xbox just, they can't just like go nuke as, as uh, like Hargeet Chani will say, and just yank everything away from the cloud and the, the deal in the UK just to get the rest of the world going. It's much more complex than that. And it's so dumb. Scott Walls, thank you so much for the two says, what other regions still need to approve the deal? I don't know. Mag, do you know what? We've got the the EU is the, the big, big the, last one. Well, the United States. Uh, that's the big one. That's the, bi- that's the last big ongoing. one. But also, don't forget China. Or as, as uh, some legal like to say, China. Um, <laughs> China. <laughs> hey, man, I watched, I watched the CNN thing. 
Yeah. And I, like, I, I only caught like a few minutes when he's talking about it. And like, I'm like, all right, let's see what's going on here. And man, that 30 seconds did not disappoint. He's like, I'm over here doing this, that. And there's Biden making deals with China. And I, I just fell apart. I just fell apart. I just your, love your Trump actually that. sounds like Jerry Seinfeld. What's the deal? I know, I know, I know. I know. I can't do Trump. I, I, I can't do Trump's, uh, like, I can't do his speech pattern. I can't, hey, like, we'll, I can't we'll take, figure it out. We'll take Seinfeld. Anyways. We'll take Seinfeld yeah. any day, Meg. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, they still got you. Anyway, they still have China. Uh, Jay Dunn is saying course, South Korea, New Zealand, and Australia. Right. Oh, the, the, you know what, though? <laughs> Australia would be a bigger one. New Zealand, South Korea, not so big. Uh, I think the biggest, the biggest ones I still think are going to be Australia, China. Don't we have enough representation the, in Australia States. to get it passed over there? Like, we got, like, Xbox era and Xbox, inter, you know, we got all these, these podcasts that will be able to go lobby and, and you know forceful hand and whatnot yeah the, the, by the way the chat is going crazy with the china talk now all of a sudden <laughs> yeah, yeah they are <laughs> I, it's so funny i couldn't help it anyways uh here's the thing is that the, the doctor i see you buddy uh anyways uh yeah so you got china is the big one and united states is the, is the big one australia big not so not as big as like the u like not as influential as the u.s and china now china actually is not as influential as the united states in this department because their involvement in this is not as integral as it is in the united states clearly being in an american right. company that 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 the buck stops with the FTC. well doesn't china has a different uh internet infrastructure somebody's trying to explain it to me i had yes, no idea they they're kind no, of no, like because it's segregated or it's yeah, it's of not... course it is. Yeah, well, they're, okay. they're communists. They don't want to be. They spy on ours, but they have their own. So, <laughs> everybody join TikTok today. Um, you know, they're not watching <laughs> that's, that's you. That's like their gateway in. Yeah, yeah okay. they're not watching. Okay. We promise. Uh, Dex, Dex, with the rare bare naked ladies reference, and he says, "Chicken a Chinese, the Chinese chicken." Oh, that's from the bare naked ladies. Oh gosh, uh, such and, a and great that... song. And you know what's funny? The Bare Naked Ladies, most of the band singers, they grew up like five minutes from my house. Oh, of so, course. Uh, and that whenever there was a, hockey, a big hockey game on when they're at their parents' house, all their cars would be parked outside, and they had uh, they had uh, the baseball hats. They had Bare Naked baseball hats on the dash of every car, and you knew it was the whole band was oh, there. So I'd walk so by, cool. and I'm like, I'm like, oh, the whole band's in there watching the hockey game. It was pretty cool. Uh, anyways. Um, here's the thing. So, yeah, the biggest one, the buck stops with the FTC. That's the biggest one. China, not so much, but it's still influential enough on an international level that yeah. it's going to be a thing. Uh, Australia, Australia is important except for the fact that Risk It for the Biscuit is from there. So immediately their property value and their and their worth went way, way down. So because, because he's Risking said, his kangadoodles. Uh, he's got his uh, kangadoodles. It's a yeah. few pennies more than that. Uh, so, anyways, that's the thing. Uh, so, you know, Australia not as important anymore, only because Risk It ruined it for the whole country. But the, the uh, EU so, you know. passing the deal was a big, big watermark moment. That's um, a huge moment because that also pushes influence on the other countries, right? And, and not yeah. the other countries, but the other uh, governing bodies. They're going to look at that and they're going to say, "Okay, you know what? You know, we don't want to be, we don't want to look like the CMA here." And all of a sudden, there's an issue, <laughs> right? So, no one wants like, to look like the CMA, and I've actually nobody heard nobody wants to look. Uh, I've heard people on social media say I'm embarrassed to be a Brit right now because of that. It's like, oh my gosh, like it's just video games. But, you know, I think they say that because they're not talking about the Xbox deal, like the the gatekeeping of moving technology and the future of how we will consume our entertainment is a big, big deal when someone puts, you know, we've got 
Oh, I know all about old government stubborn people, and when they kind of put a kibosh on things like that, it can affect your enjoyment or your li- or a part of your entertainment livelihood. So we got a silent cipher. Thank you for the five. It says, Meg, I'm drinking a Stella right now while I'm mowing the lawn. Oh, boy. One of the best yard work beers, hands down, he says. Hmm. Oh, what a, fanta- what a fantastic lad. Atta boy, Stella Artois, the, 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 the drink of champions. But I got to tell you, I can't drink too much of Stella. I don't know what it is. But if I drink like seven or eight pints of that stuff, I go insane for like 48 hours. I can't. Worse than you already are? Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Way worse. And then like I, that, that, those are the kind of ones where like I'll wake up in a barn, like in a different like town. No, like nobody knows how I got there. Like it's one of those kind of things. Like Stella makes me like insane. Spoon, I don't spooning know what it is. like a small... Small farm animal. It gets it gets it gets crazy, but the mo- the lawn was mowed. Daniel Lawson with the two dollars says Rise Two could get a could legit spin into a King Arthur game. Um yeah, I guess. I oh, mean, like, a, to, like a different like a different a, era. Like move oh on yeah, to like, I mean, do you could do the Assassin's like, Creed thing? I was trying to think about timelines. Yeah, 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 uh, the yeah, Dark yeah. Ages and the Roman. That would be a know. thousand years. I, I was yeah. I mean, I was literally sitting there with a piece of. Um, Xerox paper, as I used to call it, during world history, drawing my own cartoon comic strip. I, I retained nothing from my history classes, and my, my teachers knew it. Highlander, who's been a channel member for 10 months, says, I want to see third-party games coming to Game Pass on top of the first-party games at the showcase. I cannot wait. Here come the games. And yes, Highlander, I should have said that at the beginning of the show. Like, money had these games away from PlayStation, but also don't be afraid to market big games like... A Hargit Chani gave out a code that's probably already been uh, been redeemed for Hogwarts Legacy and Gotham Knights Deluxe. And I, I really mean it. Like, if you did get whoever got the Gotham Knights code, sit down and enjoy the game. Uh, just, it's a great game. It's they fun. It's to, fun. They just needed to iron out a few things. So they probably ironed out those things by now because I played it months ago. So, like, they probably fixed it up by now. There was a couple of performance things. There was a couple of pop-ins and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, it doesn't... Like, it doesn't rely on the gadgets to get in and out of, uh, in, in through doors and gates like Gotham Knights or Gotham, the, the Gotham games, the Arkham games, sorry. Um, hey. But what it does give you is eight different combat combinations per character. And each character is a little bit different. So it's really worth playing. Uh, Risk It for the Biscuit says, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh crap, it's here. Look busy. Uh, Risk It says, I cannot wait for LA. Uh, to be in LA for all this touching beers with Hargeet. I think we'll see Fable. What does the chat Colt and Geriatric Bruce think um, about Fable? Meg, uh, well, let me start first about Fable. Sorry, go ahead. ahead. Yes, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll repeat that. They have to show Fable. At this point, if Playground isn't ready for the, for a big reveal, uh, I'm hoping that Xbox has pressured them into some kind of reveal. And I know people don't like to hear me say that, but I think you've gotten to the point where Xbox needs to get to their students and say, look, and I've said it before, give us something. Like, I know you're not ready for the big reveal, but it's time. Uh, it's time It's time to put the receipts out and show us proof of, proof of life of the game. Mag, what do you think about Fable? Any different? When Fable was first announced... Uh in, uh, indirectly when Phil, when they purchased Playground Games and he said that they were going to be putting their ex- their open world expertise on a new project. And when he said more on that later, my daughter was not even a year old. My daughter is now in grade three going into grade four. Can we show the game for Christ's sake before she finishes high school? Right. 
Right. Thank you. That's that's all I have to say. Just before I retire or before my daughter gets to high school or goes to prom, can we see this game for crying crying out loud? Well, Holy I've got macro, a, man. I've got a it, video on on my channel from three months ago. I did about Fable, and it has picked up steam. So. That doesn't normally happen with a video. Like uh, a video comes out and it gets views and then it plateaus out and it stays at that number. And it did that. And then last month it took another 45 degree uptick. And right. um, people must be talking about Fable's possibility. There was the rumor uh, a month ago that a playable build was being passed around for with leadership which probably translates into two things. One, the game is ready for a release in one year, or the other being that Fable is ready enough to have a reveal uh, in-game or in-engine uh, for the showcase. And I'm leaning on the reveal for the showcase because everything I've heard about and the people they're hiring to bring on for full production sounds like the game is 2025, not 2024. As I assume when I made that video back in February. So, Hey, Colt got something wrong. Let's, uh, you know, let's have a whole spaces about it. Uh, Highlander with the, with the super, thank you for the two says, I want a spawn game. That'd be fire. That'd be um, nice. Yeah, that'd be nice. Huh? There was a spawn game way back when I think on the, was it uh, the PS two and, uh, I think it was on the PS2 or PS1. There was a spawn game back there. It was actually pretty good, man. I enjoyed it, if, I, if, the, I, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I. What's the name? Oh, Venom. Okay. Spawn and Venom look similar, but they're not supposed to be No, well, Venom related. is going to be in the... Venom is in. Uh, he's going to be in the new Spider-Man uh, uh, game. Right. I know that for right. sure because I mean they 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 taught they teased that already. So Highlander, so, yeah. I need to do my homework on Spawn, and you guys have to remember like. Uh, when the Marvel movies started to come out like 10 years ago, that's when I started to, like I could name like five characters before that. So I've been learning over the past decade. Juggernaut with a five. Thank you, Juggernaut says, will indie development actually catch up to the big studios with e every Unreal Engine 5 update? Yes and no, uh, Juggernaut. Mostly developers that are smaller, they pick a scope of visuals and they play to that strength. But there will be some indie developers that will use the super powerful, pre-made, ready-to-customize features and make their games look bigger than they really are. And if they play great, you kind of get best of both worlds. I think that's what Unreal Engine 5 will do for us as game fans. Angry Hippie with the $2 says, their guilty pleasure or favorite band is The Who. And yeah, I haven't really got into much of The Who, but Eminence Front great, is... Man is a killer song and i learned of it because of grand theft auto san andreas and every time it comes onto my spotify playlist i crank it with that you know the uh, sequence drums and that great muted guitar and uh roger daltrey uh he can belt it out actually it's not roger daltrey that's actually pete townsend sings that one fun fact we can do oh, a, we can do a different podcast that is all about music trivia uh maybe we'll do that some year but um yeah i'll keep it moving jed sharp with the seven pound super. Thank you, Jed. Says CMA's ABK report was compiled by a consultancy firm. Believe they don't want to admit they've wasted taxpayers' money on his means on the investigation. Plus, they still will if they're going to court. So, oh, yeah. I mean, uh, they've wasted a lot of time on this thing. I mean, CMA's been churning on this thing for how long now, Meg? Six months? Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. 
No, maybe so longer. Maybe longer. I don't remember when it started. I mean, I remember I stole someone's meme, which I usually just make my own, and it was the welcome to the PlayStation family with the CMA logo, and that tweet went crazy. <laughs> crazy, yeah, and yeah, I felt yeah. bad because I was like, I wrote the replies. I didn't make this because I usually like to make my own memes. Uh, I pulled a Randall Thor. He steals people's memes all the time. <laughs> by the way, the spawn. By the way, the spawn game was Spawn Armageddon, and it was on PS2. Uh, a lot of fun. Oh my gosh, it's a little, that's yeah, a long time love, ago. Love hey, that game. Sorry. Shout out on. to fourteen hundred people who are here. You know, I've had fourteen or sixteen hundred people most of the show. We really appreciate it. Silent Cipher asks for two. Thank you, Silent. It says the mag. It's the Belgian yeast strain they use in the Stellar beer. That, that's got to be what it is, man. It's got to be what it is. That makes me insane. Because, like, I drink any other beer, I just get drunk. That's fine. And then, I, you know, go to bed, whatever. But for some reason, Stella makes me absolutely, like, I'll be crawling outside of buildings like Spider-Man, like, like doing, like, stupid things like that. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't know what it is. At least you think you are. You're well, probably twisted in am, your yeah. bed sheets, and you think you're climbing up uh, the tallest building in downtown Toronto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did I get here? Well, you've yeah. always been here, Maggie. You had some of that stellar beer. Jay the Herb with the $5 Super Chat and the uh, Umbrella Academy logo says, I'm calling it now. The CMA will hold firm. This deal won't go through. Well, I mean, no, what's next? But here's the thing, though. Let's say everybody else approves. Then what? But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Because the FTC and the CMA seem to be in bed with each other, and they seem to be, uh, as the Brits would like to say, flatmates, because you're looking at uh, Lena Khan as buddy-buddy with them over there. She's from England uh, to begin with, or from London uh, originally, right? And then she goes, oh, wasn't she over there? Like a week, the week before they made their decision, you don't think that they were talking about that? Yeah, I mean, they got blamed for collusion, and they had to to fight that away. Well, they, yeah, but they, you know that, that they could all just, just say that's all hearsay. But everybody knows that they were canoodling with each other, and so like you know, wait, 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 hold, hold on. I didn't oh, say yeah. they were canoodling. I said they were colluding. Canoodling. Oh, no, I'm saying canoodling. I'm saying they were canoodling. They were. They were. They were whispering and they were drinking. St- no, not that. They were. Dr- <laughs> they were in the back of the pub drinking Stella Artois Umbrella Corp. and they were and they were sitting there doing just bip, 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 all right and then just getting into each other's minds I'm telling you right now the CMA and the FTC I think that they're in cahoots with each other I think the FTC may uh, they might be ones who uh, attempt to block as well but it still has to go to court right so they're going to have to battle it yeah. out in court and then then yeah. a third then then a third party is going to have to govern over this and look at it and make an uh, make an educated decision at that point right and uh, yeah. and then you know we'll see from there however i mean this is all even if everybody approved today we would not see the fruits of this labor for at least another year anyway so you know there's no point in even worrying about it like, i mean i thought it was going to be by the fall but with the no, cma God, putting no. their foot down it's going to be i believe if if cma yields they will do it and make it look like it was their idea all along, like they did uh, before they blocked it. I mean, they were they were posturing that it w- that their idea was that this with their remedies that they proposed that it you know, kind of how they were making it look that they would okay we've we've got Microsoft where we want them we've got Xbox making concessions and remedies and they're gonna do what we say and we're gonna be good with the deal was kind of how they're 
their posture was, and then they turned around the next week and blocked it. So um, who was it, Jay? I, I got to read it again. Jay was just here, man. The cat's, the chat's working so fast here. Oh, Jay the Herb. Uh, yeah, I said Umbrella Academy on accident. I meant Umbrella Corp from, I knew it was from Resident Evil, but I was also thinking about the TV show Umbrella, Umbrella Academy, which is pretty good one. Pretty good one. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, I forget where we were, but Nick says with a five. Thank you, Nick W. How excited are you guys for Diablo in a few weeks? I totally yeah. skipped the, uh, the, the other like ex extreme beta uh, for Mother's Day weekend, but did you have you played? No, it? no, no, no. I I don't play the I don't play betas. I, I don't waste my time with that oh, stuff. Yeah. I, I don't want to sit there and be like, all right, you get to play it for a little bit, and then that's that's assuming that you even have time to play the game to begin with, right? So I get over there, you get to play it for a little bit, and like, all right, that's enough. Then you don't get to touch it for another three months. What's the point? You know what I mean? Like, why why get emotionally invested? And put all this time into this like beta, and then just for them to take it away from you, and you don't get to touch it for another couple of months. For me, I'll just wait till the game comes out, read the reviews, uh, talk to people in the industry, people uh, you know, people who've played the game, reviewed the game, who I all know personally now, right? Being in the, yeah. being in this, uh, being in doing what we do, uh, you know, on YouTube and uh, on Twitter and everything else. Uh, so I got access to all these people, right? So I mean, I'll t they'll tell me, they'll say, "Listen, Mag, you're gonna love it," or "Mag, you're not gonna like this." Or whatever, right? They're, and they're pretty honest with me. And then I take them, I take everything in, and I, I look at it, and I make an educated decision whether I'm going to play it or not. However, this is Diablo we're talking about here, and it looks top quality. So I'm just going to wait for the game to come out, and I'm just going to buy it. That's all there is to it, and then I'll play it. And uh, yeah, I am looking forward to it though. But I got a lot of games before uh, to, to get into that I, before I get there. It didn't win me over at all when I played the beta. I remember but you were telling me, yeah. Chat, help me out. What? About what level do you get to where you're like, oh, yes. And then from there on, um, maybe some people load it up and they're great. But is it like level 20 maybe? Because like a Borderlands game about level six or eight, you've got your ultimate power and you've got it leveled up a couple of things. And the game just like you are hooked on your character and you get going. So for Diablo, what level do you need to get to? Because I need to know if I'm going to buy the game and if I'm going to sit down and, and invest the time in it because... Um, yeah, the beginning doesn't do it for me. Like, I just kind of feel like I'm just going through the motions. And that happens well, sometimes. That happens. They, they also they also design the game, which I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, they do design the game to be played for literally hundreds of hours. And I'm like, I don't no. have hundreds of hours. No. Like, I don't have hundreds of hours to devote. I mean, I could get through, like, you know, I could play a game for a couple of hundred hours, but it takes, like, six months. You know, I know what I mean? I've like, done I don't, that I, with, I, like... I, certain I don't games have that much time on my hands yeah like i think i like hit Assassin's creed odyssey took me a year yeah like borderlands 2 i thought i had a massive gaming addiction and my family would probably say i already do anyway but i i asked like one of my couple of my good friends i'm like i've got like three four hundred hours in borderlands 2 am i addicted and they're like yeah you're probably addicted anyway but that's nothing because and then destiny they had like two thousand hours of the same character and the same 12 strikes but um who was it that um boba fett's is level 25 for diablo i mean i could get there that's like uh i don't know three hours of playing maybe uh, but I've seen some cool stuff. Like Vampire Survivors is not fun when you first play it until everything's going crazy. And I think you get that same feeling of Diablo. And I'm good for that if I can feel that. But um, uh, yeah, we were kind of hoping. Uh, TSW Gaming says, I couldn't see Colt liking this game. And I might not. I, I played 
several hours of Diablo three months ago with dealer and Gaz and, and one of our other friends. And I'm, and I talked to dealer afterwards. I'm like, I just wasn't really having fun. He goes, yeah, me either. And we moved on, but that's just, some people are different. Uh, let's see. Silent Cyber's got one more Belgian, Belgian comment. He says, we sold a Belgian beer at my old brewery job called brainless. Jeez, a story of how it got its name is fairly similar to your Stella experiences. And then he says, ha ha. So, uh, yeah. Hey, FDA, you might want to check out this beer that Silent Cypher was selling and uh, maybe get a doctor over to check out Mag, my co-host. He's already losing his mind from uh, from Stella, from that strain. I mean, that's what happened to the people in The Last of Us. They're drinking that beer and they're like, turn into clickers, bro. Yeah, you, watch you know it. what the thing it's um uh so, sorry someone in the chat was asking if Diablo was uh, actually going to be playable on Xbox says he doesn't he doesn't not a console gamer yes it is coming to all the consoles well it runs great it's coming to PlayStation 5 uh, Series X and S and PC um and then if and then if the ABK deal goes through eventually it'll make its way to Game Pass but not anytime soon so don't hold your breath for any of that stuff coming to Game Pass yeah if, if you, you like yeah, if you like Diablo or you know you like those yeah, games, just buy it. Duty. You're probably going to be super happy with it. Yeah. Um, You're not getting them in Game Pass for years. So I mean, don't that's even the reason time. why I get so irritated with the ABK talk. And on this show, historically, like about the time before you got here, we kind of really tapered off of the ABK talk because it can wear you down. And as Xbox fans, it's kind of funny when you said at the beginning of the show, that PlayStation only fans aren't going to be missing anything, whether this Nothing. deal goes through or not. But Xbox fans are kind of in the same boat. They will literally still have full access to those games at, through the status quo. But as Xbox fans, your platform will have a bigger advantage as far as revenue coming in. And that will eventually spill over into more funding or maybe more games being brought to the platform. Or not raising right. the price of Game Pass in the future. Right. True. I mean, I mean they're, they're making they're one like, billion dollars every quarter from Game Pass, which was so, not sustainable uh, in the past. So they're making they they have the ability to make four billion dollars in revenue for Game Pass. And if you believe for one second that it costs them more than four billion dollars to run Game Pass on the platform, uh, then you understand that Game Pass with no games in 2022 yeah. is still profitable. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Now I, I got some people in the chat asking me about uh, they're they're not <laughs> happy with the idea of me saying it's going to be years before you see some of this stuff in Game Pass. Um, first of all, PlayStation still has the uh, Call of Duty um, contract until 2025. Okay, they have 2020, they have 2023, we're and 2024. Quite, we're not quite sure so, about that, Mag. Like I'm. Isn't it 2024? We assume, we assume that the marketing deal that PlayStation has with Call of Duty would would restrict Call of Duty from coming to Game Pass. But we've also heard from people like uh, from Hoag's Law and other people who have been diving into this. Uh, like Jess Corden has said, like there's ways around that. Um, sure. And I also I mean, don't know it, yeah. at this point, will it take like six months? Like if they're able to get this and turn CMA around, would they be able to get integrated by the end of the year maybe no i don't think so but. it's gonna take so many months to get this all worked out they're not just gonna turn around all of a sudden it's like okay it's approved and then the next day they're gonna dump everything like a dump truck into game pass it's not gonna happen it's gonna take months and months and months if not well over a year to two years to get everything up and running the way look at they say that they don't even have bethesda a hundred percent 
uh, integrated into the into the no, into their, obviously uh, into their not club. because they weren't so, able to babysit them this and year. And they've had that for two years. So I mean, like, yeah, think you're about right. That. Okay, Mag, yeah, Mag's right on that one because like like the chat saying we don't we all don't know for sure. Of course, we're we're making educated guesses, but Mag is right that it will take a while for all of the wheels to be turning properly. But hopefully, from the lessons learned, Phil is like. We need to be on people's cases. We need to be breathing down their necks, looking over their shoulders, and doing sure. quality control egregiously. And they really need to. Um, yes, absolutely. AJH, who's a channel member of the Five Pound Super Chat. Thank you so much. He says, the CMA are to appear in front of the government tomorrow. Kemi Badonich, remember that name? She will grill them. In fact, I didn't cover this today. I don't know if you remember uh, today they talked about the uh, UK prime minister, I think was like, what is CMA doing? I need to have a talk with them. Did you dive into the information? Cause I'm not. Yeah. Versed I don't on- think that, I don't think that it was, um, related to the ABK deal. It was something else that they, I, I was looking at it briefly and I, I, About I didn't their, read their it. pressure on tech industry. Yes. Yeah. And it wasn't, yes, thank direct, you. it wasn't, it wasn't specifically about the ABK deal, but it was something in regards to what they're, what they've been doing. And so that they're facing a review anyhow. So someone did say, I think it was that guy who's been uh, reporting a lot about the, this whole CMA thing. I, it starts Foss with patents. Foss patents. Um, yeah. Is that him? All right. Yeah. yeah so, like, say it again. About it. Say it again. So you remember it. Foss patents. Say it, chat. No. Somebody else. Something like something. Something Mueller. I think it was. Is, is that the other guy? Yeah. Florian. Um, Florian Mueller or his handle is Foss patents. See, Mag oh, knows what he's, knows what he's doing. Same guy. Right, same well, guy. Say it again. Florian Mueller. Foss patents. Florian Mueller. Foss patents. Florian Mueller. FM. So here's the thing. So Florian Mueller. There. He was talking about it. and He says. They may bring up the ABK deal, so it's not that it's not the focus is what I'm getting at. It's not the reason mm-hmm. why they're going into this, uh, and so they're saying it might be something that comes up in conversation. Odds are pretty good it will, and I'm only thinking it will because Microsoft has, as we already know, is well integrated into, and of course, the British government. I mean, for crying out loud, they're running their security, uh, national security, if I'm not mistaken. And the last thing you want to do is upset the people who are in charge of the infrastructure of your national security, especially located where they are, surrounded by a lot of villains, if you may. And I mean, and they're within, and they're within. you know they're within like shot of these of these uh, the, those some of those countries, right? Where you know at least the United States, pretty damn far away from a lot of those countries, right? So you know you got North Korea launching missiles into the into the water, you know. But like you know UK uh, UK is a lot closer. Anyways, they don't want to upset them, okay? So it's going to be something that's going to be brought up in conversation, and maybe maybe put a little pressure on them. Not for sure. Don't get your hopes up, kids. But it's a possibility. I mean, it's almost enough CMA and regulatory discussion to uh, put me into a uh, into a backspin. Um, there, there is something that is not related to CMA that we got to talk about. I I cover this in a video, and there's no smooth transition about it. But some good things are coming from Starfield, and uh, let me open this discussion really quick by saying <laughs> that Phil Spencer said we didn't get in there in time for Redfall to get the game running at 60 FPS like we did with Starfield. Uh, we had the advanced technology group in there a year ago. And I, I'm like, when you take that statement and put it into a discussion about Starfield's delay and the extra time they've taken, 
it almost makes you wonder, like, could this game really be 60 FPS? And that on the heels, Mag, that Plague's Tale Requiem after seven months since launch just got a s- announcement like, hey, we're now 60 frames on the Xbox Series X and PS5. Um, what is the possibility that Starfield actually has performance mode uh, and there's other details that come along with how the game will play and what it'll do? Um Meg, I don't know what you'd rather talk about first as we round, you know, the last bit of the conversation, but there are like some of the things you'll be able to do in the game or there's performance. Would you like to talk about some of the things you can do or who you can do in the game? Well, if you if you put it that way, um, listen, I think they're going to focus on they're not going to focus on the performance of the game in terms of thir- uh, in terms of frames. I think they're going to focus on making sure the game runs. I mean, this is obviously a monstrously ambitious game. It's going to be huge. It's gonna, there's going to be a lot of moving parts in there. Okay, basically this is like Optimus Prime transforming. Okay, a lot of moving parts. They're going to have to make sure that this whole thing, uh, you know, it, it basically it lands on its feet. That's their number yeah. one concern. Once they get that under control, then they'll start worrying about performance. So I can almost bet you my left leg that it's going to be 30 fps only at launch i'm telling you now just do whatever hate me quote yeah. tweet me do whatever but i have a feeling i'm just saying it's a feeling i'm not saying it's for sure i'm I just know. saying that their focus is going to be on putting out the game so that it actually works and that it actually runs right and like i said it's a monstrous game i don't think they're going to be running it at 60 uh, sorry an option with 60 at launch i think it's going to be 30 and it's going to stay that way for quite a while. And then it's going to be, because you know these kind of games, like, look at Skyrim, for crying out loud. Skyrim was still getting tweaked and worked on 10 years after it was released, for crying out loud. You know what I mean? Yeah, so like, yeah it was. Like, so so I could see it happening down the road where it's going to be one of those things. Like, I think it's going to be one of those games that people will dabble for a while, walk away, go back to it, walk away for like six months, go back, put another 25 hours into it. You know what I mean? Like, it's 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 one of those games that you can kind of like savor, like fine wine. Like, you're not just going to grab and shotgun the whole glass down your throat and that's it and walk away from it. I think it's one of those games that you can go back to literally for years. And that being the case, I think they will, they will, there'll be slow increments of, of you know, performance and, and bugs and all kinds of other stuff will be worked out over time. I think yeah. that if the game is good on a fundamental level, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think that in a year from now or two years from now, it's going to be an absolutely incredible game as they continue to tweak and clean and, you know what I mean, and scrub and add this, take <laughs> and away mod that. And, 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 and mod and then And then performance and things like that. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, these are all things that are going to happen over time. I think that what we're going to get at launch, I think we'll get a sturdy game that runs well, and but it's not going to be any more than 30 frames per second. Yeah, and I think and, it's going to stay there. And I've uh, I've tried to, you know, place the case or or fight the case that 60 FPS is possible. And like I've said, the the software and the hardware combination really point to 
why would it only be 30? But like uh, Rager1969 says in the chat, a couple times, as I've outlined in videos, like I really punctuated it, where Todd Howard has pointedly said he prefers 30 and the visuals cranked up all the way and he showcased the game that way. Those really support 30 FPS. And a year ago... Uh, like exactly a year ago when we saw the game, I was wearing this Jersey at the showcase. I came home and I said, here's why it will be, why it can be 60. Now I've changed into the, here's why it could be, but it's probably 30. And so I will gladly be happily surprised if it's 60. But then again, it's so hard for me to say it in one soundbite because it just really doesn't make sense why it will only be 30 on a console four times more powerful than the Xbox One, a improved engine where the game doesn't look like it couldn't run on an Xbox. It's just really weird variables. But um, Hey, I'd like to be proven wrong. I'm just saying, I my would too. Gut feeling, yeah. I'm just saying my gut feeling says that it's going to be a solid 30. And they're going to worry about the, the the game is monstrous in size. A lot of people are like, I see what the, the chat's saying, right? Yeah. A, lot, a lot of people are saying a lot of things like, well, Spider-Man does it. Spider-Man is actually quite a simplistic game when it comes down to the mechanics of it. And it's literally yeah. just one area that he's running around doing his thing, whatever. And the animations and all that kind of stuff are literally just the same thing repeated over and over. Magnificent and wonderful. Yeah, great. But it's just still the same thing over and over <laughs> hey, can and I, over. Can I take some fire off of Hargeet? Hargeet got really uh, he got really berated on Go Live on Saturday on on Asa and Gaz's channel where he said PlayStation games are more cinematic, but Nintendo games actually let you play all the time. Uh, to paraphrase him, and I love the Spider-Man games, but it becomes apparent when you're enjoying that great that great experience of playing Spider-Man or Miles Morales that you are timing different button pushes and your character is taking over and doing several animations in time. Uh, it's not quick time, but there's a difference between games where you can make things happen and Starfield is the type of game where you have to get there, you have to aim your gun, you have to be prepared, you have to have all the mechanics in the working. It's not the same type of game whatsoever. And I and don't think the game is so... Yeah, and I don't think Starfield is so huge that it can't run at 60 Unfortunately, I think the optimization that Bethesda typically does in Creation Engine uh, does not allow for the game to run that well. Uh, I've got many hours in Fallout 4. With the 4K60 mod, it runs incredible throughout almost all of the huge map. But once you get in downtown Boston, the frame rate will run at... Uh, I mean, I could tell you by my eyes, the frame rate is running anywhere from 30 to 45 frames on the regular as you traverse those buildings. And then they clip and you can see through them. Like the game is really hurting to run with that, that much geometry around. Now that I said that, please clip this. Starfield may not have as many densely packed areas like a big downtown area. You, there are five main world hubs you go into in the universe of Starfield. Um, Atlantica, Neon, and things like that. They may not be densely packed. And maybe they built them so you just get the meat, the potatoes right there. And they know it's not going to come to its knees performance-wise. Because I'll tell you this, I play a lot on PC as well. It doesn't matter what you do. In downtown Boston, Fallout 4 will run like crap. And it's an optimization issue they have not ever fixed in eight years. So that's my worry with Starfield. But did they build the game 
and optimized where those areas will not tank your CPU or your GPU. Uh, that's we're not going to know. We're not going to know. You know, what yeah. we're going to know. We're going to know in the first week of September. That's it. You're not going to know a minute before and not a minute after. Well, no, and no, I that's think- not true. Phil what said they will be clear as day that the game runs oh, at right. sixty no, no, or sorry, thirty. Sorry. Yeah, right. No, no, I know, I know. But here's the funny thing, and a lot of people misinterpreted what he said, or at least they wanted to. They think they 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 hear what they want to hear. Okay. They asked. They said. They literally said, "Will we have an answer to whether it's thirty or 60? And he said, "Yes." At the showcase. Nowhere in the yes, but <laughs> nowhere in there did he say it's going to be th- sixty. Nowhere in there did he oh, say right. it's going to be thirty. They literally said, "I know, we but get his an face, answer, his face, Mag. He was like, yeah. No, he just said, yeah.'" And that's like, it. You, you, you said, called her that. You, you called your wife that, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, and you didn't. Said, right? I don't know. Yeah, that's right. what I got. Look, at they, they said, will we get an answer? And he said, yes. Nowhere in that did he allude to anything. No, nowhere. Also, because that. I knew he, he, there's like no way I'm stealing any thunder from Todd and the Bethesda team on, on a pointed interview question. So he did that. Uh, and, that's, and that's a loaded question, especially now. Like, sure. Considering. I mean, like, well, when, I mean, when Mike, that interview Mike, happened, so like, Mike did always. ask it correctly. He said, will, yeah, will you be clear as day about the expectation of, you know, when he's basically saying, when we see Starfield at the showcase, are we going to be wondering, you know, and I think they're setting that expectation. So that would mean to me that when they show Starfield, they're going to say if it's running on PC or if it's running on Xbox and then that frame rate won't be on the screen. But those who know. And I know all too well that when that Starfield Direct starts up and the game plays at 30, I will clock it like that. And I'll be sitting there and I'll go, dang it, it's 30 frames. Gosh dang it. And yes, it we'll still gonna enjoy it. It is going to be what it is. It's, it's going to be, be what, what it is. is. And then there's, not, there's nothing you're going to do about it. It's, it is, is the game a good game? It's going to be great. Fine. It's, it's going to be good. good. It's going to be really good. That's, yeah. what they have to, that's what they have to make sure. They have to make sure that the game is good first. Then worry about everything else after. When you had Redfall, you had a game that was bad and didn't perform. So, like, you you know, you had, like, the it worst. It ran so world. bad on my PC, guys. Redfall ran so bad. It was embarrassing. Udonic Kazada says, Starfield will be zero FPS on PlayStation. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Red, Red Wolf says, Farsteeled will won at ichthy frames per peckant facts <laughs> that's how he wrote it um but i mean i don't know if he's kidding but if red wolf if you really believe it's 60 frames like i really want to be there i really want to be there with you and i'll just i mean at the risk of being like the gotcha moment i will really tell you honestly and personally i feel like i am 50 50 like i really believe it can be 60 but i really expect it to be 60 or 30 I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm expecting either or. Like, I may sit at that direct and go, oh, it's, and I'll know immediately. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're showing it at 60. They're showing it at, at Series X expectations. This is going to be great. But, you know, I also expect it to be kind of choppy in places. Yudonic uh, Kazada, thank you so much for another one. He says, uh, Spite and 13 in the chat said, Starfield S3X. S three times scenes will run in 120 FPS. So you can make it slow-mo. Uh, 
I don't know. I don't know what that's about. But Lord Stalk Hero, thank you for the five. He says, let's see how the reviews rate Starfield if it launched with only 30 quality mode. They will hate Starfield just because of that. Hopefully not. No. They did not do that to Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. It runs at 30. People love it. It's a 96. Starfield will not get dinged for being 30 frames. I will guarantee you that. It'll be dinged if it doesn't land in its expectations. But at this point, uh, Starfield is amazing and has to be. There's no other option. Right, Meg? Let me see how that... What's that vote yeah. say? 55 say yes, it'll be 60. Some may be voting on PC, it will. And 45% say no. I am starving. Meg, it's been such a great show. We had such a yes. great turnout. Uh, we, we really did. appreciate all of you. Uh, Meg, do you feel good about today? I mean, I do. We, and you know what? It's, it's, it's something that the community could have used. It could use the W, you know, especially after getting, uh, uh, you know, kicked in the crotch several times over and then kicked in the ribs once they were down. Uh, so you know what? It's nice to hear something like that. Now, that doesn't translate into anything that's going to happen tomorrow or in the near future. It's not. It's going to be a long time. However, what that does do is it puts a positive spin on the showcase coming forward as opposed to going into the into the showcase with a lot of doom and gloom. They're going in, A lot of people are going into the showcase with a lot of you know, optimism, right? Because, you know, yeah. after, after hearing what happened today, it puts people in a better mood, puts people in a better light, or puts the, you know, puts the Xbox ecosystem in a, in a bit of a better light, at least for now, and then we'll see how it goes. You know, they're riding a little bit better wave going into the showcase, which is exactly what they needed. They needed a little bit of a boost in the arm, and that's what they got. So, you know what? Like I said, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see how it goes moving forward, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll take it from there. And then we'll, uh, hey... We'll revisit this conversation next week and then see what uh, see what happens, see if anything new comes out of it. Yeah, I mean, Mag and I are going to be talking about expectations for the showcase. Stuff yes. will start trickling in. We'll talk about what we expect to see and what we're hearing yep. we're going to see. All that excitement is going to be brewing up, and you're going to head to the Bahamas? Is that where you're I'm, going? I'm, no, I'm going to be in the Dominican Republic. Dominican same Republic. Thing. Same thing. Bermuda, Bahamas, oh, Dominican. Say that. <laughs> say no, that I, to someone from there. No, no, no. I'm going to be in the Dominican Republic. I'm going to be no, that's in, uh, awesome. I'm that's be in awesome. uh, Punta Cana uh, during the showcase. So during the showcase, I'll probably watch it on my phone at the pool bar. Uh, and uh, no, they don't serve uh, Stella down there. They, they sell pre – well, they don't sell anything because everything's all included. I'll be drinking Presidente beer down there. So oh uh, I'll be watching gosh. the showcase. Oh, I'll be watching the show. Oh, don't worry. I'll be making videos every single day. Uh, hey, I'll be sending hey you, text, you text me. While you're yes. on vacation, when you see Starfield running at 30 and go, well, Colt, it was nice to know you. <laughs> I just won't come home. <laughs> right. I'll just, buy, I'll just buy a house down there. I'll be like, yeah, I'm just going to stay in the Dominican. Forget it. Yeah. I'll move in with Crazy Lou. Yeah, crazy I mean, Lou, I, uh, crazy uh, crazy Lou Louis. down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, I fully expect if Starfield is 30 frames on Xbox, I expect it to be um, to really be super demanding on, on regular PCs. So, uh, unfortunately, that's just... <laughs> yeah, Infinite Number says Bermuda, Bahama. Come on, pretty mama. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, no, all places are not the same, but um, okay, I was Fernandez, trying to remember we'll where you said there, everyone. Buddy. Yeah, we appreciate you so much. Thank you, everybody. You know, we had well over 1,600 people. Hit the like button on the way out. We can get 900 likes before I hit the logout button. That would be great. I mean, we've, this is episode 102. Thank you for checking us out on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, or Pocket Podcasts, On Demand. The show will also be On Demand. I'll get timestamps up uh, as soon as I can. But if you're here listening, you already got your timestamps. You're excited and enjoying it. Meg, thank you so much. We'll see you next week as uh, more news pops off, and then we'll, uh, we'll go from there. See ya.